We're rolling. Welcome to episode 68 of the Jiu-Jitsu Dummies podcast, everybody. Hey, What's up, man? We're sponsored by Fightback CBD. Get 20% off your CBD order at fightbackcbd.com with code JJD. We're also sponsored by Black Belt Digital Marketing. Anything you need to build your business, website design, Google ads, graphic design, literally anything that you need, they can help. Check them out at bbdigitalmarketing.com. Um, John Carlos, I've been mentioning the GoFundMe yeah. at the beginning of every episode. Yeah. You, know, but, you know, he got cancer. He's on his fifth. I think he's on his uh, fifth uh, chemo. Yeah, the uh, cycle chemo treatment. treatment. Yeah, yeah, he's on like he's going every day. Uh, so he's on five. I don't know how many he has to do in that first run. But every I told uh, I don't. Did you see the last episode? The beginning of the last episode. Yeah. Um, I told everybody if you go to his GoFundMe, donate a hundred or more, I'll send you a free podcast mug. Uh, just send me a snapshot of your your receipt at Jujitsu Dummies on Instagram, and I'll just you know we'll double check and we'll we'll send it out. That coffee will so, taste better. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> awesome dude. He trained with us for a really long time, and then he went to American Top Team in Coconut Creek, right around the corner from us. Yep. And um, kept in touch, probably like most people these days online. Uh, it was very sad to to hear that he had this issue. I, I I actually saw it, and I was like, "Hey, it's like because I saw the GoFundMe, and it was in Spanish, and I was like, is this a scam? Like, you know, right away I'm thinking it's a scam, yeah. and I'm like, really? Like, I would have maybe heard Happens. something." And I reached out to him, and right away he was like, yeah, man. And I said, look, do me a favor for our listeners. Translate it into English, because everything was in Spanish, even like the bot, like the, the story. I said, translate it into English so I could share it, because our you know a lot of our listeners aren't going to know what the what the heck is going right. on. So, and Google Translate does an, an okay job. They yeah. mess up. As a, as a fluent bilingual person, I know not to trust Google Translate yeah. <laughs> to a certain extent. So everybody look. Google the Google uh, frustrate. <laughs> the link for the GoFundMe is in the bio. I've been posting it on our Facebook. You can find it. It's the very, if you go to our Instagram, click on the Linktree link at the top. It's the very first thing at the top. I've got it right at the top. So uh, help if you can. If you can't donate, that's fine. Please share it. Put it on your, you know, your business page. Your, right, spread the word. Your, yeah, your, repost it on Facebook. You know, let's help them out. Uh, last but not least, shout out to Hernandez Claims. George Hernandez is a public adjuster who can help settle your commercial or residential insurance claim on your behalf. Call George Hernandez today and let professionals help you get the most compensation possible for your from your insurance company. Check them out at HernandezClaims.com. Like we talked about it last time, vandalism, uh, leaky right. roof. Damage. You know, again, business, yeah. commercial, residential, he can help. So, Somebody on your team to help you out. Hey, I'm Milton Campus. I'm a brown belt training out of South Florida. Welcome back, everybody. You can check me out on Instagram at UncleMiltyBJJ, and I also handle the at Jiu-Jitsu Dummies IG. Sure do. Hey, Miguel, guys. welcome hey. back. Thank you. I'm back. What's I got, up, brother? I got sick. How you feeling? I, I feel way better. Yeah. I almost got that six pack that I talked about. Yeah. I lost like 11 the pounds COVID in six four pack? days. Yeah. I got real thin. So who got your wife? My wife and, and myself. Yeah. How about the kids? Nope. Good. Everybody's good? Yeah. And they were very self-sufficient. Yeah. They helped out. Yeah. It ended up being an okay experience. My yeah. work was very understanding. How bad did you get? How? Dude, you know, it wasn't flu? no no respiratory stuff, dude. Just yeah. straight up like I felt like, like all like cognitive things were like really wrong. Like I had really bad brain fog and then a serious back pain like yeah dude my bones hurt 
and my wife made me walk like a half mile like every day and then i was on that i was on that jre cocktail as much as i could get <laughs> i was on that how about her how, everything how i was taking my dog's uh heartworm medication because <laughs> it's got it's got ivermectin in it <laughs> Both face up, what? now um, the cows now the cows are going to be walking around big yeah. bellies full of worms yeah because you used all their now meat. were you are you guys vaxxed or you were not vaxxed nah man not we're vaxxed. riding it out yeah yeah, yeah. unvaxxed sperm is a new yeah. bitcoin baby. <laughs> You know what they call it's my, us it's now. My you know what they're calling. You know what they're calling us. You know what they're calling us. They're calling us pure bloods. Pure, pure bloods. bloods. Yeah. Oh, God. I, who gives a crap? <laughs> Anyways, go behind the camera, everybody. Hey, hey behind the camera. At, let, yo, let's let's do a shout out. We haven't shouted out Britt in a long time. She was a, a podcast patron. She was a supporter of the show. Uh, Britt Tavar is now our booking manager Shout and out. our sponsorship coordinator. Yeah. So she's going to be handling the giveaways going forward. So you know all those giveaways that you see, I'm usually handling them. I'm going to pass Follow. that along to her as well. Yeah. You got the you got the raise. Which one you're going to have I today? Do, I, I'm having the one that looks like Britt's profile picture on IG. I'm Tell me it doesn't from far away. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> doesn't that look like Britt's profile picture on IG? <laughs> oh, it's like yellow. <laughs> uh, this is a Galaxy Burst. I'm going to do a strawberry colada. All right, don't drink all, right. all of it. Hey, Raze, this is it. This is the last freebie. Bye. <laughs> We're going to, you want to, hopefully they'll, they'll want to work with us and do some more stuff, but. I'm not going to lie. I'm one. probably still going to buy these yeah, with my yeah, own money because they, they are, are pretty damn they're good. Delicious. <laughs> Look at Very that. cool. Very cool. Last but not right. least. And yeah. Oh yeah. We got, do we, got we have a guest today. Right? Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you for being patient. <laughs> Joining us today. We have a Tom DeBlas black belt and owner of Epic Roll BJJ. Matt Wallstrom. How you doing, Matt? Hey. I'm so good, gentlemen. Thank you for having me. Thank you man. for being wow. patient and listening to our craziness. A little rant. Stupidity. <laughs> did you I hear did you hear the what was it? The the sperm? Oh, the was Bitcoin. <laughs> oh yeah. Unvaxed sperm is the new Bitcoin. <laughs> you yeah, haven't heard that? Is. That's right. It's 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 actually I have not had I've not heard that. Yeah, like it's I think it's sadly true. It is. It yeah, is. it's gone up thirty five percent. No, the sperm. <laughs> Yeah, you're crazy, man. Especially if you're so college. Check those stats. Yeah, man. Yeah. The internet's an welcome, amazing. Matt. Man, pleasure to to finally meet you. We talked a little Absolutely. bit, but uh, definitely, you know, we've all probably followed you online for for quite some time. Definitely. So it's uh, which it's I great. appreciate greatly. Thank yeah. you so much. Hey, man, you're putting it out there. It, it attracts. I'm trying. It attracts people. Uh, I think if 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 you're on a jujitsu journey. Uh, of any kind at any place, it's a very small community. So like uh, a lot of roads lead your way, and and you have Absolutely. you have cool products you're a fun follow you thank know you. thank you yeah man so let's talk a little let's uh talk a little bit about the brand first uh, how did you get started with epic roll so it was kind of an accident i a few years ago i think it was around 2017 18 i found out about drop shipping are you guys familiar yeah mm -hmm. yes so i use some um, i use one of the same drop shippers for uh for uh the, the podcast the uh website <laughs> it's it's yeah. a great it's a great option especially when you're starting a brand right because a lot mm -hmm. of the problem is that you don't want to invest a ton of money in buying inventory if you don't know that there's actually a market for it so when i found out about drop shipping um i just at that kind of time i felt like jujitsu uh apparel was it wasn't maxed out it was kind of and there seemed to be some extremes it was uh you had some like choke republic things that were more of a lifestyle brand but then you had like a lot of corny shit and a lot of things that were just um you know like 
the Starbucks or Coca-Cola logos. And, and it just seemed like there wasn't really uh, a huge amount of lifestyle brand clothing out there in that mm-hmm. space. So with drop shipping, I kind of thought, you know, hey, maybe I can try to create some of these shirts and having a background in design and in art. That was kind of, you know, easy for me um, in terms of putting together some concepts and, and sort of, you know, initial um, designs. And so when I created the logo, it really just started initially as um, being kind of geared towards ranked gear so that you had, you know, each one of those belts that you're mm-hmm. at, you can be there for a very long time. You know, I was a brown belt for six years. Oof. And so um, so to create some type of lifestyle gear that kind of allowed you to rep that belt and that time when you're when you're going through that, I thought would be kind of a cool niche like within the, the space. So that uh, spawned to a few other designs. And as I kind of got feedback from people that it seemed to be kind of well received. So at that point, uh, people were asking me, are you making uh, rash guards? Are you making shorts? Are you making geese? And I was like, well, I guess I should now. So um, so I was able to kind of sit from that point and just let it organically evolve. This was never intended to be a, a money thing. This was kind of a like a passion project on the side that went from that to turning into a second full-time you know, business, yeah. which is amazing um, and I'm super grateful for it. Uh, but but it just hit you know it kind of really slowly uh, actually not really slowly i would say over the last uh, you know three years or so um the growth has been amazing so it's kind of that's really motivated me to keep going and keep you know growing the, the brand and expanding and working with different people and to, to kind of where we are now now so. you originally i think i heard you talk about this you originally with when you started epic roll you weren't going to be a, a a brand or an apparel company you were going to put out videos Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. With uh, one of my good buddies, uh, Philip, who's a black belt with us, he uh, we were just going to make jujitsu videos like beginner, intermediate, advanced. And this was, I think, at least to my knowledge, prior to when there was a ton of of content out there. Not that it was that long ago, but, you know, like Atos and all these things that that exist that have their online platforms. (laughs) In retrospect, I was like, who what like what was I thinking? Like to try to, you know, compete with these guys. I think it was more just going to be a little fun thing that I could do and put out there and and just make content through. So um, but that quickly sort of shifted to to this brand when I found out about drop shipping. I was like, well, this is kind of cool. You know, even if I can just, even if I'm just wearing my own uh, shirts, like that was cool. And it, and it wasn't a huge investment financially. It was more uh, investment of my time, right? Just learning because I didn't know anything about starting a clothing company. I didn't know anything about this whole process. So I really had to like teach myself and learn and watch thousands of YouTube videos to uh, get to a point where I kind of understood it. Yeah. I have I have a question for you since it feels like you got like a pulse on the market, right? Do you think there's room for a serious jujitsu comedy figure other than Hinato? Because <laughs> because everybody I've seen, you know, even very serious guys, like guys you know, like like Tom DeBloss and 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 dudes that are like savages like Tex Johnson and stuff like that, they'll they always dabble into the comedy aspect of jujitsu and it's it almost feels like a heist, but it, it also feels like they just legitimately think that shit is funny and it happens all the time. Before before you answer that, Matt, I actually was listening to you speak and, and between what he just asked and what you said, the best businesses 
the most fun, the most the, the things that actually wind up giving you some money back, the, the most successful are the ones that completely happen organically. Like you were going to do this, these videos, and then it turned into something else. I call that letting the business steer. You know, it's just like I was going to go this way. And then all of a sudden the business said, well, you should probably go this way. So like a lot of those guys, they do it, but they don't have like necessarily a business sense. to It's do always it, it's always in know? blips. And then yeah. I, I sometimes it, it, I'm, I'm craving more, yeah. you know, but I just feel like the only guy who's seriously being funny consistently is Hinato. Like that dude does not. I mean, he'll he'll he's but like, he's he's also he was an actor. You know, he's an actor. Oh, I know that. You know, and then he you know, then I he studied. Like did that. I studied, sir. <laughs> I know what's going on here. Yeah. And that's what I meant by serious. Yeah. He's seriously. Yeah. I get, you know, I don't know. I don't, what do you think about yeah, that's that? Not, that's I, what I'm asking. He, I mean, he was saying, you know, do you think there's a there's think room there's for room. another like comedy figure like that? I mean, if you just look at the internet and just look at the pages that people have on Instagram and then the people that post stuff on TikTok, like there's a market for anything. And it's certainly not saturated, I think, in, in our space. Yeah. I think it just depends on, you, you know, what you plan on doing and how consistent you can be and how you put you know, videos and content together that makes it inherently interesting. Like you can, yeah. you can take something seemingly very boring, like cooking an egg, but if somebody knows how to shoot it right and cut it right and put the right music to it, thousands of people are going to watch it. I'm well, so, to the food channel. so wait, perfect example. We had Kent Peters on, right? Kent Peters. Do you know who Kent Peters is from, uh, yep. from supernatural? So supernatural survivor, give, give him a proper shout out. Hey, um, so he ahead. opens, I don't know. Do, are you on TikTok at all, Matt? Do you? Do, yeah, I you, am. Okay. So if, if you've seen his page, every, he has his, I guess his wife raises horses, right? I don't know. There are equestrians. He, for he sure. has horses yeah. and he gets these big bales of hay, these round, and it looks like a giant marshmallow and he goes around and he opens it and he, he puts it on. It's his most watched there. They are his most watched videos on TikTok. We're not saying just like a couple of thousand, millions 7.3 million like ridiculous he's like all he's doing in some cases is just walking around just it. running a knife past it's, it's that um it's that satisfaction i think those are like kind of satisfaction videos oh yeah, yeah. like I, the other day i poured milk into a coffee and my daughter goes oh you should have recorded that she's like that was so satisfying because <laughs> they brought me a clear mug yeah. at a restaurant and when i poured it in it was like cheesecake factory like, and it just did that thing so nicely and the yeah. way i poured it she's like oh you should have slow mo bro and, and i'm like why she's like satisfaction you know how yeah. satisfying that was to just watch that so his most watched videos yeah. are, are that it's like what do you do do i get a bale of hay just to become popular now and like you know open it up those are expensive it just fucking it, it happened. I think again, it just happens organically when you don't know. When you're looking for it, when you're like really looking for it and pressing it and pushing it hard. So those are, those are the times that the things don't don't happen or they don't work out. Except for, sure. for except and for and I think Hanato. at the core of it, like being passionate about whatever you're doing and not, you know, the money thing is tricky because some people do, you know, they'll they'll they're in financial positions where they have to take jobs and do things to make money. But in my opinion, that if you are pursuing something out of passion and it's something that you actually want to do and you take that approach like you're much more likely to be successful and consistent in going through it right like if you're forced to do something that you don't like you can fail at things that you don't like doing as well so you know when, yeah. when you're able to find something you do like and if it's you know something you can be consistent with then great I, the hard part is that we're like in a society of instant gratification everything is like right here and right now and mm -hmm. what people forget is that 
especially with social media, like nobody cares for a long time. You have to post and you have to be consistent and you have to, you know, and now with even just the technology of, of video and audio, how, um, you know, how good it is, you can't have shitty audio and video and, and inconsistent content and ever think that anybody's going to pay attention. So it really is a, a thing you have to put a lot of effort into doing. But if you do, you could do that with almost anything, which is a beautiful thing. It's a very opportunistic point in the world right now. You know, it's real funny. One of the one of the only negative comments we've ever gotten about the show, besides maybe somebody like trying to lay into I a guest. I feel like I know where you're going into this. I don't think you do because you weren't around in the beginning. I don't think you know this. Was it you trying to be like Joe Rogan? No. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that one, I, that one rolled off my. You yeah. you wound up answering that. He's <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. Why wouldn't I want to be like Joe Rogan? <laughs> That's a compliment. <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah. It's like <laughs> thank you. Yeah, thank you. The fucking, oh, you mean you. the guy who's got the number one podcast? Already? The, yeah. 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 Oh. The, the the sorry for trying to be the best. The one <laughs> yeah. probably most negative comment directed at the the podcast was in the beginning we did this in my wife's office in in um in a conference room at my wife's office when we were just playing around with it and we had like a backdrop with the logo on it but like Bo literally sat on this conference table with like this camera and would go back and forth instead of the shots that we have now and all the wires are on this like kind of like a off-white like light beige table, yeah. so the, all the black wires were you know, yeah, like taped down office, and everything. Office you know, furniture. Yeah, it was just you know <laughs> I don't even think we considered that yet. It was even, it was just like hey we're, we're, we're testing this, playing with yeah. it, see what's gonna happen. And a guy was just like, hey man, uh, podcast was decent, but you know uh, if I had to give you one critique, I mean all those wires are really distracting. And I was just, and and I smiled and said. Wow, he likes the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, he likes the podcast. The one thing that he could, like, he had. If there's one thing I could tell you that's bad, it's like I have to pick out that fact that there are wires to your mics and shit. And then we knew, like, okay, look, we have something. And then we kind of grew and we moved, you know, from there to my house, and you know, it, and it, it just it wanted. This thing's off. morphed. I got I got asked the other day at the gym when I went when I first went back like two three days ago or whatever. Uh, they're like, Hey man, how long have you been doing that podcast? And I go, well, I kind of got picked up like, like mid stride, but it's still been like two some years. It's like three. that I've been three for you. For yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. For you. Okay. And for me, it's like yeah. two, I think two and a half, maybe. I don't even really know the timeline. I, I think in the back. beginning you came on once in a while, right? It was, you, yeah. Just every once in a while. I remember I, it was right after the, the Jits Kings event where we won yeah. like all the, <laughs> we did a raffle at a Jits Kings Dude. event in South Florida Dummies. and we won all, we like, they gave away five look, E's look, and we won all of them. Look, I'm, I'm, <laughs> let me just give you some background. It was like they kept on I'll calling you, our you, same I'll name. I'll give you some background. Okay. Like. I'm avid poker player. I love anything that's a grind. I'm always, not that I'm skeevy, but like if I see something that's advantageous, I'm like, I'm not going to not take advantage of this, right? So and if it's it's got to be, it's got to align with my morals. I'm not a very immoral person either. But anyways, I walk in, they have this clear Pyrex, right? With just like, I mean, I mean, just like three or four raffle tickets in it. So I just walk up to the table and I go, what's up with this raffle? And they're like, oh, it's a, it's a five dollars a ticket. They would do what were they like? Flow, and, flow kimonos. Yeah, flow, flow kimonos. Yeah. It's like five dollars a ticket for a chance to win geese. And I was like, how many geese? And they're like, oh, we're giving out like eight or something like that. It was five. It was five. It was five. five whatever. Was and I go, here's thirty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was like a dollar. It was like a dollar raffle or like no, five it was five bucks, bucks which which is just enough to make people not want to do something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, especially in Miami. 
especially at a jujitsu <laughs> event. Jujitsu people are super frugal. And, and then, <laughs> and then my ass comes over. I'm like, "Hey, Miguel, what are you doing?" He's like, "I'm going to do this raffle." He's like, "There's not no. that many entries," and I'm like, hey, "Oh, let me jump in too." Yeah. And then I, well, I, I told him like about it. If, if I didn't tell him, I almost regret telling him because I would have taken everything. <laughs> and it, I just kind of thought about this. There's there's nothing tighter than a than a like there's it's secondary right it's like it's a black belt choke and then his budget <laughs> getting money out of ju- getting money out of jujitsu people is it's, yeah it's, don't even it's try difficult. It's don't difficult. even try yeah. you guys game the system yeah. and we wound up they called they were calling us on stage i don't know it's like at it the was end numbers the yeah it was yeah, they, numbers they called him up then they called me up then i think they called you up again yeah. and then they called like another i got another number <laughs> And I'm like, I don't want to go. So I started giving them to the people that we were with. So I, I took one and then Not two me. other people. And then the, one of the people, that she, uh, Janet, who was it's on like the show, the, she, gave, she gave it back to me. I wound up giving them away on the show because they weren't my size. I anyway. donated. I donated one, too. And yeah, I think we wound up like I think it was like five. Total. We want all of them. We want all of the, the geese. I still head. have it. Yeah, I got complimented when I rolled. I went back to uh, the gym that, that you rolled my old gym. Right. Yeah. To Felipe's. And I got complimented by uh, Adolfo's sister. She was like, uh, your geese stinks. <laughs> and yeah. I go, and then I go, well, how should I clean it? That's what I said. I said, how should I clean it? Because I think I'm doing a pretty good job at cleaning it. And she's like, do this. And I did that. And then I came back and I rolled with her again. And, and she said, much better. What was the magic um, description? Oxy, uh, light like a big soak it, OxyClean? Soak it in OxyClean in a hot, in a hot uh, like bathtub for like four hours and then wash it. Okay. Yeah. That's a new one. I have oxy because my wife puts oxy. But you got to soak it. Soak it. Yeah. Right. And then wash it. Well, let's get back to our guests. We're going to, well, hey, yeah. Matt, are you still with hey. us? Hey, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so tell how's, us. Hey, how's that, how's that raise, by the way? What, how's that Galaxy Blast? Uh, this is pretty good, man. I've, I've had, the- this is my third one. I've, I've only drank the ones that we got and, and I had them actually on the show. They're all good. They gave us a big ass bag of um, like pre workouts yeah. and and basically like powders for the drinks. Mm-hmm. So I've been putting them in. I can't put a whole. I put a whole yeah. one in. I bounce off the fucking walls. I put like just a, like maybe a quarter to a half in a, my one of my water bottles. Like that's a little bit bigger than that. Yeah. And they're they're, they're great. I, I love the flavors. The flavors good. Unlike any any other drinks that I've really ever had, because it's always been monsters and uh, and, and Red and, Bull and Red Bulls. Yeah. So I never really kind of ventured out from just like I've you know, never had a bang, uh, so I don't really know. Me neither. Um, I've over. Have you guys tried Kill Cliff? <coughs> yeah. yeah. Kill- oh, dude. Oh, hey. Sorry, that was like my throat. Throat. I don't know what. That, <laughs> I, don't, you know, I don't know what that no, was. No, I haven't. Kill Cliff is really good, actually. I've I uh I I bit on the uh, I'm an avid JRE listener, so sometimes I fall for the for what? Yeah, those are great. What I had you, the the orange one. The what did orange you say? Jalapeno. Bid on? What were you gonna say? Bid on something? What? Yeah, like I bid on the marketing. Like I mean, he's like, oh, these things are great with the THC oh, okay. and yeah. I'm not THC. The um, CBD. CBD. Sorry, yeah. And uh, so they sell one with a CBD, and uh, I already take CBD from yeah. Fight Back. And, yeah. Hey, uh, <laughs> dropping sponsor and, names. Uh, it's just, just dropping names. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Sponsorship <laughs> packages yeah. are going up. Yeah. They're going up next week. <laughs> Bo, get on the sponsorship Bra- Brought to you by Brondo. <laughs> it's what plants crave. And uh, and um, and it was good. I, I, I bought it on Amazon, and it was good. What do you think? I, I think I actually saw 
you had I saw you did a, a raise thing. Like I know that they're they're like trying to get ambassadors and different things, and they were looking for some. They, were, they I specifically got involved when they were looking for like they're looking to build their social media, their TikTok yeah. social media specifically. So I said I'll give it a shot, but I felt like we have something different to come to the table with. So I've been you know we've been having them on doing a couple videos, and I'm putting together an email to say hey look this is this is what I envision us doing. I um, I can't just do like give a coupon code out and then see what we get back. Because it's sold in other places. For me, yep. that's not going to work. Yeah, hope they don't see that. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. I'm like, I, I want to come at this a little different way. It's a, it's a little bit more branding. It's us. We really do like them. We're not bullshitting. We wouldn't have even put them on the table if they were crap. No, yeah. And um, the flavors you know. are very interesting. Well, the, the Kill Cliffs. What what are you doing? Well, I'm sorry. You you've you've I've see I saw you with the Rays a picture on your social media with the Rays. And now you got Killcliff over there. Have you know what are your thoughts on on either yeah, or both? Ray's and I are divorced now. Okay, we've, we've <laughs> separated. No, it's not. Well, the thing is, is that when I um, when I start working with Killcliff and now starting to do um, some some apparel projects with them, they got all my my support and love. They're okay. they're jujitsu guys. They're awesome guys. They uh, oh, very um, cool. but but I think working with them, um, I'm full fledged you know support of their uh, their stuff and their nothing good products. Wrong Actually, nothing wrong with that at all. It's yummy. No, no, and you know, and and I, I was a big Monster Energy, Bang Energy. You know, um, I mean, there's so many. Like I'm, I'm, you what? know, I'm a uh, energy drink connoisseur for sure. Um, but one of the things people <laughs> really like about these is that it's a little bit less caffeine than some of the yeah. other ones. Like for yeah. me, oh, yeah. I can, I can drink these things. Like you know what I mean. But for some people, like 300 milligrams of caffeine in a bang will make yeah. you fucking crazy. Well, so it, it's <laughs> why I said I when I put the the packets in the in the water, I only put a little bit because I have a heart condition. And I, I know that I, like, I can feel even, I don't even use, like, take a full cup of coffee, like, or uh, I do instant coffee all day at the house. So I put, like, a half or a quarter a teaspoon of the caffeinated and then a decaf because I can literally feel my heart beating out of my chest like, like I'd never had before. Before I had the heart, I didn't ever have that issue. But now I can feel it. And maybe it's just that I'm more conscious of, of it. So I've just cut it down. And doctors, you can have caffeine, but don't go crazy. So that's why I cut it down a little bit. And even these, yeah. I mean, I'm drinking these over like, you know, three hours while we're here. Like yeah, I'm yeah, sipping yeah. that. I'm not I'm not down in that. And they're like, let's go roll. I'll fucking my heart will explode. I'll be, you know. Oh, that's, that's kind of the other the cool thing is they've got the ignite series it's the one with the caffeine for 150 milligrams but they have their cbd drink that only has 25 milligrams of caffeine right. and then it has the cbd so it's more like hydration and recovery okay and i had a buddy of mine that was down um recently that was visiting and he was like yeah i can't do energy drinks so i gave him that and he was like wow this is amazing like this is yeah. you know it's it's light it's not not even as much as a cup of coffee so it's yummy it's good to have those alternatives i lose perspective <laughs> and forget how much of a tolerance i have you know what i mean yeah. like I'm a degenerate. Two of these. Yeah, you know, yeah. You, exactly. Just, just a horrible person when it comes to energy drinks. Just you know, just yeah. you're a lot to like them, man. Don't give yeah. it up. I love them. Yeah, you I know what them. I used it's to not do. For, it's not for everybody. You know, it was my life it, goal to get sponsored by by an energy drink company. Same. <laughs> you know what I mean? That was like hey, literally I, all I wanted. I was like, I, thank you, Jesus. I, I don't, don't meet too many people like this. So, like Monster, right? What color can are you? Well, I mean, I the the last couple flavors that were my favorite was the purple which was like some kind of pixie dust i don't know the name i just grape. know the color it was the purple like purple can they had the um the uh what was it pipeline punch that pink i mean like almost every monster a lot of bees, the pipeline the punch yeah alliteration yeah there's <laughs> like i mean there's pipeline so punch. there were so many of them like their marketing is fucking genius dude yeah. they they every time like i'd i'd walk into 7-eleven i see like a new can i was like 
Oh, they got yeah, you. Like there's a, they did it again. They got but you. But if know, you had so to pick one can me. to drink. What I can't color? even imagine how much money I have spent in my adult life on energy drinks, like literally a small fortune, probably. I know. So this was why I concluded that I needed to get sponsored, because this was just going to this was going to eat into my retirement if I didn't have a, a strategy. There you know you what go. I mean? Yeah. I was going to spend too much money I, on energy you know, drinks. I used to take the little I used to go to the dollar store and buy. I don't even remember the brand. It's been so long. The dollar store had like the energy. Is it rip the it? five hour energy? No, thing? like uh, not it. it like a step below five hour energy. I forgot the name of them, but they have these little Three shots. And a half hour energy. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> Two point five. Twenty minute energy. I used to take those and pour them in my water and then go to the gym. I used to just take oh. one pour it in, in the water. But I I did that every day before jujitsu. Like the red I did lines. That every day before I went. Like was it every red single line? day. No, uh, hot. What was it? Hot something. I don't know. I I, I can't remember. I know. It's I know. been that. I mean, it's been five years since I I. I had to stop after the heart attack. So uh, over the course of three deployments and uh, eight years in the military, I've probably spent like 100 Americans' lifetimes taxes on the amount of energy drinks that I yeah. drank. I th- yeah, because th- we were sponsored by Rip It, I think. We would just get them by like the Connex. <laughs> Didn't they really? Didn't they really had a deal to like get, I have, get the drinks It was drinks definitely a government contract for Rip It. Stack or two. Stacker, stacker oh, two, that, yeah. stacker two, stacker two, little red bottles. Dollar store yeah. had them right at the at the the, the checkout. Yeah, and I used to grab them. Yeah. You know I, that that was just like the worst chemicals, probably. Yeah. Oh, them. yeah. I, we don't want to talk about oh. that kind of stuff. We want to. No, I know. Let's talk about what we enjoy. <laughs> yeah. You know, my, my, we're the, enabling the, right now, man. The, the company, <laughs> we are. We are. The company Sorry, that I used to work for, it was. It was smart, and at the same time, it was just like, wow, these kids don't even know what's being done to them. Yeah. Um, they had, we had free monsters. They just bit by cases, free monsters. People, they That's would, amazing. Amazon would deliver them, and each department would, would come and grab the ones that they liked, yeah. and everybody would like, you know, kind of hide them and put them in their little fridges under their desks and right. shit like that. It was so smart. Coffee was free. Monsters were free. And then if you had something that like, hey, my, you know, there was a bunch of people that wanted something, they would order it if it was like caffeine related. Right. Because it would just fucking keep, you know, you're bouncing off the walls all day. But the young, like, again, was in my 40s. These kids are like downing these like, like water, like it's their water bottle. Yeah. Just like I would drink water. They're just drinking it, especially like the programmers and stuff. I've been there. And I was like, it was so smart, but so fucking unhealthy. I mean, yeah. It's okay. You can have an energy, but it was all they drank from morning to night till they left. They're leaving with it with a can, you know, like an opened can that they're gonna drink on the way home. It was just crazy. Nice. You know that that shit would keep me up at night if I was drinking. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Do you guys remember like I I graduated in 1998, but I remember like the first type of energy drink that like I remember being on the market was this thing called Surge. Surge, Do you remember yeah. Surge yeah, energy yellow drink? No, yellow number six, bro. Yeah, I know what's yeah, up. Yeah, man. How about, was like the first it was balls. thing. It was, like, it was Surge and Balls. You remember Balls in the blue bottle that was like bumpy? Was it Balls? Like yeah. B-A-L-L-S? B-A-L-L-Z, I believe. Ooh. They yeah, and it was like a, it was like a, it was like a blue glass bottle that looked like a Zima bottle, and it was like, all. and it was like bumpy. I remember there was no balls sold near me. Apparently, yeah. What <laughs> was the surge? I mean, Do you remember not, the? I remember the, surge for sure. Jolt, jolt, jolt. Oh yeah, jolt was jolt the was very the first energy soda. anything. It was a soda, but what was it like? That was the caffeine was like, like a, that was a, like that's, a cola. Yeah, that's the first thing that I can remember. I and I, I don't th- I don't think I ever had one. Dude, this podcast is the history of energy drinks. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Buckle how, up, people. How did you how did you start working with Kill Cliff? I know you got a, like a really good relationship with uh with uh, McDojo Light. I know he's sponsored by Kill Cliff. I don't know if you got a kind of came together. Is that how it all uh, how it happened? Yeah, um Rob reached out uh like a year and a half or so ago about doing apparel uh with him because he really wanted to take the McDojo Life brand and uh, create apparel that eventually he can get out into a retail setting. Mm-hmm. He's obviously mm-hmm. like has a really cool, you know, niche and um, corner on the market with with what he does. So, um, so it kind of made sense. So we started working together, and I did the designs for you know the apparel, which we sell on the website. And through that, Killcliff saw the McDojo Life gi that we did, and so then they said, "Hey, you know." Tell Matt if he wants to uh, maybe design some geese, some you know, some different products. Shoot it our way, and we'll see what's up. If we like it, you know, maybe we can put it out. And so I did, and they loved it. And so now we are um, working together and doing their apparel. It was kind of interesting because they have apparel, they have T-shirts and things like that. But as jujitsu guys in this company running this company, they didn't make any jujitsu gear. So because I have this um, sort of machine already in place, it was really just about taking some of the designs and then bringing them to life, and then you know going through using my resources to 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 bring them together and present them. And so it's it's a super cool opportunity. I honestly think like some of these projects and some of the people I'm working with now is is um, so fun it it just adds a whole nother level of of um you know excitement to the business and just you know the, the monotony I, of like the normal stuff i would have never known this is the first time and i i i don't watch rogan as much as i used to but i you know i've heard of kill cliff and i've seen him on mcdojo i just didn't know that that they had anything to do with jujitsu i don't oh, think yeah, I've, i haven't heard anyone mention that before you're you mentioned it today yeah, CEO. I guess, I guess I never heard it either. Yeah, you're right. I guess I just assumed. No, I, yeah. I didn't even. I just thought it was you know, just like it's cool just energy like, drink. Yeah, the the Onnit gym is just littered with Killcliff <laughs> cans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, they sponsor a lot of cool people. I mean, they're yeah. they're really they're really great guys, and I think that was one of the reasons that I, um, I really went full force with trying to support them, and just because number one you know, as a small business, them giving me the opportunity to work with them, like they're a big company, they could probably get a lot of different people to to come on board. So the opportunity that I got to work with them um, was, you know, was amazing. And then they're jujitsu guys, and they're just actually like cool guys, like you could sit and just have a conversation with them. And so when when you get that, and you recognize how cool they are, and what they're doing, and then all of the, um, you know, the charity work and everything that they do. They're just a great company. Like you feel good about supporting them and they've yeah. been really awesome supporting me. So, um, it's a pretty symbiotic. What do they do charity wise? If, uh, you know, not well, they have this into the kill, seal foundation, the kill cliff, the kill cliff episode, yeah. but I'm yeah, well, cause they, they have their, the Navy seal foundation. So they do a lot of stuff with, with military, with work with PTSD and, okay. um, and Necessary, so, yeah, bro. so they're, they're just, uh, it's a good company and, um, cool product. And I felt, uh, I feel like because they are a big company, they're, they're also not so corporate that we couldn't make something work. You know what I mean? It yeah. wasn't like a lot of red tape. It was like a bunch of guys got on the phone and shot the shit. We we're like, this is awesome. Let's do it. Very black rifle esque. Yeah. I'm going <laughs> to, I have a, I have a bone to pick with the BJJ box. Yes. Loved it. The I had it. I was a stickers. member. I had it. Yep. 
And what I used to actually do was I did a couple of unboxing videos in the beginning for like on the podcast, uh, you know, uh, on our YouTube. And I loved it because I would take out the things that I liked and then I would give it to the guys on the podcast. And we used to be like, you know, kind of usually four, anywhere from three to five people on the podcast. It was like more of a round table back in the day before COVID fucked everything up. And I would get the box and I would either do an unboxing video, unbox it on the show and or, you know, again, hand it out to stuff, keep, keep, keep what I wanted and, and give it out. But every time they freaking sent me the box, it didn't come in a box. It came in a freaking bag. And like they always put like stickers and other things in it and they always came messed up. And I was just like, fuck. And I canceled it. And I and I, I loved it. I had no bones to pick about the stuff that was in it. But every time they would send like sheets of stickers and different things. And I'd be like, everything was just like smash into this bag and i'm like but it's the bjj box why am i not Are you saying a that box? the bjj box was in a bjj bag that was in a freaking bag but i i think okay, that's now i also know that i think that was that's, when they transitioned right because right? it was it was bjj box and then who then like a, the ma a magazine bought him right didn't they got purchased I, do, I don't know actually if a magazine bought him i mean i i talked to the you know the owner a lot because I have the it, he has the fit uh, fit lifestyle box and also the BJJ box so okay. two different companies and because of my um, my fitness bottle product that we're developing it kind of made sense so we were working together he's put Epic Roll stuff in the BJJ box okay. um, he likes the gear and same thing we were going to work together once the bottle gets released um, so but I've always gotten them in a box I yeah. I do understand if you're they if you're saying it. stuff that's they potentially it, bro. You know, yeah. <laughs> well, I, again, it I looks like I remember, the BJJ box became yeah. the BJJ box. Yes. I, the at that time, I know. Again, it, I, I'm almost positive. Like it had been purchased by another company. So whoever owns it now, they they had purchased it. So I was like, I was even giving them the benefit of the doubt. Okay, they're in transition. You know, things are a little crazy. I think it was maybe at the beginning of COVID. Had nothing bad to say about the box. The shit that was in it was awesome. I loved it. I oh, always got a T-shirt. Just wasn't in a box. It, 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 it annoyed me that something would always come like That's all so like funny. kind of messed up and stuff. And I was just like, ah, I'm, I'm going to cancel this. <laughs> and and then I just never went back on it. But I, I've actually talked about like doing it again. Like because, again, I like to give the stuff away. And I'm like, yeah, every, you know, every like every so, time somebody gives me something, I, you know, I split it up with the group here. So you're, you're, you're wheeling and dealing. Right. Have you ever had? Have you ever had uh, a, like a jujitsu business meeting? You know, like how some people like go golfing or they go to the bar or have the, you know, because because like, you know, like uh, I've I, I kind of have it's not I'm not like corporate or anything like that, but I'm a project manager, you know, so like I do go to like with my vendors and stuff like that. You know, we go to meetings or whatnot. And it's always like you go to a restaurant and I really like it because you get to see how they behave with the staff. And then usually you get a feel, you know, but like have you ever had like a BJJ meeting. Like where you just like so, let's go hang out and roll, you know, and then talk. <laughs> yeah. Well, I uh, from a business standpoint, all my all my BJJ meetings are with myself typically. <laughs> and, uh, so I have a lot of meetings. Hey, man, I'll meet you in the bathroom. Like, hey, We're gonna so go. What uh, the fuck are you gonna do with this? And what are you gonna do with that? Yeah. Um, but now again, I I have a lot of different projects going on at once with a bunch of different people so it's kind of you know we we talk quite frequently about all of that is you know a lot of them are ongoing or you know we're developing brands like the stuff with mason fowler or yuri samoas there's just they're you know they're projects that are ongoing that we're kind of working through together so we do have a lot of memes about that it's a, it's a lot um, to keep track of. But again, for me, these are all such fun projects like running Epic Roll and having that and coming up with designs and, and, and doing that whole aspect is, is amazing. 
But when you add the element of all these athletes and these, you know, different influencers and people that I've been fortunate enough to work with, uh, it adds just a whole nother element. But do you get to roll with them is what I'm asking. Like I'm saying, yeah, I do. I do. I sponsor an athlete. You know what I'm saying? Like, Hey man, I want to, I want to know what it feels like. I want to taste. Absolutely. We have, we know? have, there's, there's, it, it's, it's funny. Like I'll just, you know, cause I, I'm again, I'm fortunate enough with my businesses to, to go and fly to LA or go down to Florida and, you know, train with people or fly out and meet people. I mean, it's just, you know, that's one of the uh, things, but it, it, it took a long time to get to that point. You know what I mean? It was, yeah. it wasn't an initial luxury. And I think these relationships through jujitsu, that's kind of what's so special about jujitsu. I think is that, um, it's such a beautiful community and such a tight knit community. And so these relationships and the people that I've, I've had the opportunity to work with is just, you know, it's, it's phenomenal. And everybody's super nice and, um, very willing to help and work together. So, so that's been a really, uh, a really cool part is being able to connect with so many people through, through, you know, the basis and fundamentals of jujitsu. Tell that's us about I the bottle. I, I read up on the bottle and, uh, I, I understand it. Tell, tell everybody, uh, you, you've mentioned it a couple of times and you said it might be in the, li- is it the lifestyle it's, box? It's genius, bro. Yeah. yeah well, so I'll give you like a little, <laughs> a little overview of it. Essentially, so I have a patent on kind of how this works, but it allows you to keep your water and protein separate. Uh, and one of the issues when you're, you know, you're carrying around water bottles or you want to mix a protein shake is a lot of times you have to keep the stuff here and then you have to pour it in or you have to scoop it in and there's like a whole process. So this basically allows you to keep that separate. And then when you turn the bottle and the top Bam. in opposite directions, it allows the water to mix with the protein. You shake it up. And then you're good to go. So you don't so have to take really it off like you just did. That would be you take it no, off and put the protein in there. Okay. Right. Yeah, it's, it's all, just all it's like on. closed fins, and then when you twist it, it opens the fins like Correct. that. And then and then the, the actual open fins act as the agitator for for you to Co- do the mixing. Now Correct. Hey, look at this guy, right? I'm an engineer. I have him. I have him on <laughs> yeah. for a reason. So so oh, very uh, cool. my okay. my my only thing is I, I saw I saw the little I went to the webpage and I checked it all out. And I saw that there was like two piles of like protein powder on the on the website, and then there were some pills scattered. Now is there <laughs> somewhere? Now is there a place for you to store pills also? Hey, oh, I know. <laughs> so this this doesn't. Um, th- th- I'm showing you the version of the bottle. If you just wanted it to be a water bottle and have it hold pills, yeah. The protein container uh, screws onto the bottom of this, yeah. and then this screws onto the bottom of that. So overall, it doesn't end up being a tremendously bigger amount than, than like a, um, you know, a blender bottle, Yeah. but it's kind of what, what it does, um, that, that allows it to be kind of unique. So, um, this is something that I, I, I created as a baby bottle when I had my, my son, this was actually the idea was, was to start, it was a baby bottle. Yep. So we are doing the fitness bottle first and then launching the baby bottle secondarily because that's a very volatile industry. So the goal is to get this out, build this brand, get the recognition of that, um, refine any uh, deficiencies that, you know, when you launch a product, you always find out within the first year or two, like, are there any problems? Are there things that we can fix? You evolve to the next product. So, so taking that information into the baby bottle will be a a help to make that, uh, you know, a better product. Um, but this is taken, you know, again, I, this started in like 2008. So this has been a, wow. a long time Two two fully granted patents and, you know, the, the tooling just to make the 
seven pieces of this bottle was two hundred thousand dollars so when i tell you it's a it's expensive and like i could write a book on the you know this whole process now because similar to starting epic roll no one told me how to bring a product to market or how to get patents or how to do any of this stuff and so it was just the longest road and you know when you're bringing a product to market you you also have points where when you start to prior to manufacturing, you have to go through and refine everything and make sure it's perfect, right? And we have uh, so many influencers and so many amazing celebrities and people that are that are uh, behind helping us promote this once it launches. That it's extremely important that it works perfectly, right? Yeah, yeah. And if it does, it's going to be a huge. Uh, value to people. I mean, imagine like being on an airplane and you're like, you're trying to do a green smoothie or like a protein shake or whatever. You don't have to scoop anything. You don't have to be in your tight airplane seat and scooping and pouring and pouring water. You know, you literally yeah. twist this. I, I want to well, show won't, you how They won't let it. you bring yeah. that much water. So you could actually just have the powder in there and then you get the water while you're on the plane. And then Correct. there you go. Give me, the, give me that bottle. I'm going to show you how I do it. Give me that bottle. Give me that bottle I'm going to knock it out. So you, you that bottle probably looks familiar. You know where that's. Yeah, of they, course. They, right? yeah. You, you know where that comes from. So I, I, this isn't the water bottle I use all the time, but this is one of them. And I take a piece of paper and I create a little funnel and then I pour my yeah. protein in it because you yep. can't get any protein. You can't get the scooper to go in there. So I take a little piece of paper or a paper towel, which doesn't work that well. I pour the protein in and then I shake it up and it never shakes up really well anyway. But. I, I'll tell you, with this bottle, it's a, it's such a process because okay. you know, um, it's very easy to get discouraged, uh, yeah. w with going through this, especially because, you know, this has been going on for over 14 years. So if you think of like how long until you get a win, you know, do you stop and go, yeah. Oh my God, like this has taken this long to get to the partner I have to get to, you know, the, the financial backing to bring it to market, like all the things. And one of the, one of the things that resonated with me when I was getting really frustrated going through the the R and D um, refinement of this was I was reading about Dyson and James Dyson who had the Dyson vacuum and he actually yeah. did five thousand one hundred and twenty seven prototypes of that vacuum before he got it right. So that seems way more expensive, right, than the, than the changes I'm making for a this. Lot, lot but sucking. it also just resonated with me as like, hey, this is, you know, that that's just how this goes. You know, you get you have to go through and you have to refine, you have to keep going, going, going. Um, and eventually, you know, you you get there. But it's a very expensive, very time consuming and, you know, tumultuous process. Um, so you are definitely like a in, in the most positive sense of the word, a serial entrepreneur, right? You hundred percent in an event I mean, but, but not not as a you know just just one of those things where i spent so much time in corporate america that it it led me to that conclusion right it was just i went and worked for so many companies and saw the way corporate america operates and i saw that you know, people talk a lot about job security and i think when you are self-employed you work for for yourself, you don't have that security. People go, oh man, wouldn't you rather work for a company where you can get a salary and you could know that this money's coming in? And it, and I said, well, yes, that is one theory, but <laughs> do you know how many big companies uh, told me, hey, by the way, we're selling next week, so see you later? And and no fault to them, right? It's a business decision. But then you don't have security unless you own that company, unless you are the boss. That is the only way that you can control that outcome, right? So I was just at a point where I was like, let's reinvest in myself, create businesses that I'm in control of. That way, if I'm not willing to fail, I don't have to fear 
you know, that, that unknown. I don't have to worry about um, not making it because I won't let that happen. I'll work hard enough to make it happen and, you know, believe in myself enough and work hard enough that, that I can do it. So once you commit to that notion uh, and you sort of take charge, it, it's very empowering and it gives you uh, really a, an eye-opening thing to go, there's a lot that you can do out there. Yeah, you know, the, the really... secret sauce is that there is not a secret sauce. Yeah. It's hard work, dedication, passion, grinding, you know, not not expecting somebody to pat you on the back. You know, I'm not a business owner or an entrepreneur, but like I bring that mentality to work, you know, and I feel like that's my that's my job security. My job security is if my if the business that I work for went out of business tomorrow, I know 100 fucking percent I can get a job somewhere else because I know how hard I work. I work I worked easy. at I worked at two relatively large companies. I helped two companies, you know, kind of uh I, I worked at one company where we started with 12 employees. And when I left four years later, we had 100 employees in two different offices. And I was the VP of the company. It was the owner and then me. And we used to sit there and my the owner had so much frustration in people coming and going. You know, it was just like it's constantly having to hire, especially when you're talking about sales. You know, salespeople come and go, especially Florida. And we, we knew like people were going to come and go. And you had to be okay with that. And you had to know that part of the machine was the, the constant hiring, right? So fast forward, the, the company that I just left, it was, you know, it was a marketing company. So it was a lot of youngsters, you know, kids that are right out of college, some still in college, in their 20s, 20 something. And the owner, this is when I kind of got a little, like, I started to realize that I, I knew I wasn't going to be there very long. Uh, I was there for six years, but I wasn't going to be there much longer, was he worked it into kind of the business plan that these 20 somethings weren't most of them wouldn't last more than a year. He had cited like an article that he read where it's like most millennials are going to be gone within the first year because they're coming out of school and they're going to take the next best job. They're just looking for the paycheck. It's not necessarily yeah. the, they have the piss and vinegar to work really hard. So and, and not everybody would, but that they'll jump to another job. They'll get they'll restart someplace else just for the money. And I realized he just he realized what I had realized at the other company, which was like, again, people are going to come and go. He's a farm and team you, owner. Yeah, yeah, you have to yeah. keep on building. And I, and I and it just kind of like the, the light went off. I'm like, yeah, he probably doesn't expect any of us to be here. Like the plan is like everybody's replaceable. And, and that's where I'm, you know, which is where true. I was like, I'm gonna, it, it is. Yeah. And most business owners, they feel like that, you know, especially when you're talking about a, a company of 100 people. You know, they are numbers. You know, somebody leave. every week somebody's resigning. Somebody's putting in there two weeks. Somebody new is starting. And I just I knew I, w I was out. COVID changed my role at the job. We've talked about it yeah. before. And I, and I just wasn't happy doing what I was doing. So I said, fuck it. I'm going to go reopen my own marketing company again. So sometimes, again, you know, the, the you know, you get pushed into this this place. I, I consider myself not, I wouldn't say a serial entrepreneur, but I definitely like owning my own business, managing my own time. You know, I've shut down today at two o'clock. Yeah. I took a nap and I fucking, I came down to Miami to do a podcast wait, you know, into, into the wee hours of, of the late evening. Sounds <laughs> so, like, yeah. uh, it sounds like you used to work for the owner of the Marlins. Why? why that, you say that's that? how he is. Yeah. He just gets talent and then he just keeps them for a little tiny bit and he yeah. builds them up and then bam. So, Tells I mean, he's sold so many winning teams and I'm a diehard Marlins fan, you know? So I've, it's like, I've had a lot of people that have reached out after, to, like, <laughs> just like send me messages like, man, I wish I could do that. I wish I could just leave my job, but I'm stuck. And, and I kind of felt like I was stuck. And the only reason I stayed as long as I did was because when things were get, we had just put down a deposit on a pre construction, my wife and I, right around, right at the beginning of COVID. And then things got really bad at work. And then we were stuck working from home. And then I said, I'm like, I don't want to be here. 
but I can't quit. I, we've got to at least get through the mortgage approval. So I waited till after the mortgage was done. And I think they kind of felt it too. You know, like we know, like in my production and my attitude and my participation, I just wasn't happy anymore. So what are you going to do? You know, you kind of know you're going to yeah. leave. And then I just, you know, at the, at, when I knew I was going to do it, boom, got myself set up to, to start my own marketing company again. And then I was out. But cool beans. Well, it's like know. in the serial entrepreneur thing, it's, it's more that I'm, I'm aware that millionaires typically have a, a, a total of five to seven streams of income. So, yeah. you know, really I'm, I'm very in tune with, uh, my life, my goals, and and what I want my day to day to look like. So when you're very clear on that aspect of your life, you can logically work backwards from that on the steps to actually get yourself there. And so part of that is having multiple streams of income that allow yeah. me because I'm I I've been in positions in the past where it was a great job, but the reality was that if I got hurt or if I couldn't perform me specifically, that income goes away. Yeah. And that's a difficult thing to build a basis of like a financial security, you know, around because it's just reliant on you doing a task. And if you can't do that task, you you don't get that money. So um, so being able to and, and that's a very normal place to be when you're starting a business. But, you know, to have an exit strategy and understand how you might work yourself out of that job and hire other people to do that so that you can have passive income, you know, that's th that's part of it. I'm just very fortunate in a sense that it took a very long time to get my life organized into a place where I feel like I am doing the work that I should and was meant to do on this earth. Um, it took a long time of working jobs that I didn't like to get to that position, but it was just about being very clear about the vision of where I wanted to go and continuing daily to just chop away at that and take the steps that I felt um, were the were, were the steps to get me where I eventually wanted to go. Right. So it was just this evolution and you, you know, but it but it was a lot of discipline, a lot of hard work. And um, but the, to me, it's very gratifying. I know a lot of people who work jobs who make a, a, a very good living, but they're miserable people. They live yeah, for the weekends for sure. yeah, and the, yeah, yeah. The, the vacations. And that's just, to me, it, when you look at the amount of hours that you end up working in your life, uh, it's a tremendous amount of time that you spend doing a job. And what a tragedy in our short period of time that we have on this earth to spend it doing things that are not fulfilling and gratifying and that don't give you joy and that you're doing mm. just out of, you know, cause and effect of your current situation. So that is the reality for people because life isn't perfect. Um, but if you're not willing to accept that as your long-term truth, you can then work through those hardships and position yourself to where that's not the case. And maybe you can't have your dream job now, but you're doing that in the side until it grows and right. then it becomes something that you can rely on. So right? now I got, I got something. You, you nodded in agreement before when he said something about like some people want the, the salary and the security yeah. of that. You nodded yes and I nodded no while he was I saying think, that. I think yeah. both answers are okay. Yeah. Because I, I mean, because I nodded that I like, way. I like I like my job until I'm like him. I'm like I'm gonna like. I've done a lot of jobs, man. I'm like yeah. a, I don't. I'll start washing dishes again. That's how yeah. I started, you know. And uh, but what what I'm saying is is like uh, it's like there's multiple paths. Just like he said, he did a whole bunch of wrongs to get to what is his right. Yeah. You know, now, I'm still trying to find my right. But this is what I want to ask you, right? Like, how much did jujitsu help you find? where you're at now and how and how does jujitsu either continue to help like how does it still continue to help you like what do you do i mean are you still rolling a lot like like how did jujitsu uh, yeah, play I mean, a role I, in this? i train i train four days a week on average that's awesome um yeah so 
uh, jujitsu has impacted my life way more than I could ever give back to it, which sounds super corny, but it's so true. Like the friendships, the business opportunities, um, the discipline, the, the ability to be on, uh, comfortable and uncomfortable situations to deal with adversity. Um, all of those things were lessons that, that were in, you know, directly and indirectly taught to me through jujitsu of going through it because what a humbling martial art and sport, right? Like, yeah. I mean, you come into it as a white belt, knowing nothing, using all strength and, and fight or flight. And then you start to recognize that there's this superpower and this way that you can position your body to control somebody. And it's amazing. And, and, and you never really master it. And it takes you on this incredible journey of uh, humility and pain and, you know, joy. And so it's such a uh, wide range of emotions that you go through um, with it. But I think at the end, especially if you stick with it, like getting my black belt was one of the best and biggest accomplishments of my entire life. I mean, obviously my, my children, you know, my wife, those, those are the most precious things in my life, but getting my jujitsu black belt was like, and, and only I think people that do jujitsu can truly understand how impactful that can be because you recognize what it takes to get there, right? Like it's such a sacrifice yeah. and such a grind and so few people do it that, when you have that, I mean, I honestly, like, I wasn't even emotional when it happened, which I was talking to a friend of mine, uh, my, my good friend, Maggie, who she got her black belt at the, the same night, which was incredible because we were together 15 years ago. When we started, we kind of got separated through training together. We're brought back at the end and then got our black belts together. It was amazing. That's but cool. we were talking about how, you know, we were kind of both surprised that we didn't really get emotional when it happened. It was just so much joy and so, so much happiness and excitement that it, it, it was kind of surprising and it, and it just resonates with you for such a long time. So, um, you're smiling. So has, you're smiling right now, talking about it. Yeah, man. I mean, it, literally, <laughs> it's 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 just such a and and it again. There's a lot of um, there's a lot of stress that comes with that, right? Because any gym, like I know a lot of gym owners, I, a lot of my buddies who are black belts that run schools, and so I cross train and go visit people all the time. And when you step into the mats as a jujitsu black belt at any gym, like there's a target on your back. It's like people go, okay, you know what I mean. You can't like hide. Like you're 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 noticed. And so with that you know, you, there comes a, a level, at least for me personally, of uh, black beltness that I have to maintain, you know, at all, yeah. at all times. You're, you know, account through, you're which, accountable for your rank. You are like, I, you know, we, we are very, at, at my academy at Silverback, um, we have now, you know, about 10, almost 10 black belts. And, you know, at any given day, three to five to six on the mats rolling with people at any time, which is like, that's great though. That's a, insane. That's a good when I started that's a good transfer in, of knowledge, you know? Oh, I mean, when I started in 2005, if, you know, if there was like a purple belt in your school, you were like, holy shit, this is amazing, right? Like that's, that's phenomenal. It's a unicorn. Yeah. So I tell people now that really don't have the context to, to know how it, how it is. I'm like, you guys are so spoiled. You don't know what it's like to have 12 brown belts and 10 black belts and 25 purple belts, you know, to roll with and, and, and train with. It's, it's incredible. Sounds so. horrible. You said, you mentioned before that you've, that it took you eight years to get, you were at, at Brown Belt for eight years. Six was, years. Or six years, six I'm sorry. Six years. Eight was years it, is Joe Rogan. Was it, was, was there, what was the reason for that length of time? Did you feel like that was too long? Did things happen? I mean, no, normally, I mean, you're saying you're training for it. You're training double what I am right now because I've been hurt. But, you know, 
why so long? Was that uh, because do we want to get? Or? Do we want to tell this story? I'll tell uh, the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. If we, do we want the juicy shit? I, I'm, try, I'm trying. I'm trying to like Spanish. like yeah. soften it up. Like, wait a minute. Am I about to insult him? Like, hey man, what? Why did it no, take no, no. you six years to get your book? Yeah, I was like, I caught myself in the middle of that question, going, "Oh shit, am I insulting it, it, him?" It, you know what? I think it's okay to ask the question yeah. because he stuck with it. He's a black yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, give us the juicy shit. Thank you to DD214 Fightwear, gear for patriotic rollers. Visit their website, dd214bjj.com, and get 15% off your online order with code JJD. And check them out on Instagram at dd214 underscore fightwear. Thank you to Feito IT and AV, specializing in commercial and residential automation, security cameras, and CCTV. Check them out at feitoitav.com or call 305-428-2515 and let them know the dummies sent you. Special thanks to Fightback CBD. Go to fightbackcbd.com and check out their growing line of CBD products. Find the best solution for your CBD needs and use code JJD to get 20% off your next purchase. Visit them on Instagram too at fightbackcbd. Special thanks to George Hernandez, Claims Adjuster. Have you experienced damage to your residential or commercial property in the state of Florida from flood or fire, storms, theft and vandalism, even sinkholes, just to name a few? Don't get stressed out dealing with your insurance provider. Call George Hernandez today and let the professionals get you the most compensation possible. Visit HernandezClaims.com or call 305-712-6751 to get help now. And stay in touch with them on Instagram at Hernandez Claims. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe wherever you're listening. And if you're watching on YouTube, click the bell to be notified every time we upload new videos. Okay, here it goes. Um, so the association, so I'm going to do it without using names, but the association that I was with before, um, I came to as a brown belt and was the highest ranked student there and helped and I was the main you know one of the main coaches and basically was at that school for that amount of time that was the school that I was initially going to get my black belt through um and it was supposed to happen a few years ago unfortunately the gentleman that ran that school uh who who was a friend of mine uh became a hater uh with the any of the success with epic role so secretly, apparently he wanted to start a gi company to be able to sell to the students and have like a little, you know, revenue within his students. Everybody kept wanting to buy Epic Roll stuff, the kids, the, the parents, this and that. And he wanted to have one of those schools where it's like, no, this you have to buy my stuff, this and that. And that and that was initially not really the case. He was supportive. It was like, cool, everybody's I I don't think he expected it to maybe turn into anything. It was just a you know, maybe this is in the beginning and we'll just promote it within the, the, the school and it'll be fine. But when it became something, uh, this was one of those guys that unfortunately was not a, a, a supporter. He became a hater. And I'm sure you guys know that there's just those people in life that that you go through that they can't stand to see other people's success. They can't stand, you know, they like in me, I want all my friends to to kill it like I when my friends call me and they're crushing it. I'm like, so fucking, you know, happy it's, it's no oh, fun yeah. being rich by yourself. Nope. It's it's not. And I mean, I do like whatever I can do to help my friends, like using my network or my business, you know, connections, because people have done that for me. It's just I don't know how you 
live any other way, right? Like that's just, to me, that's just how it goes. So instead of, instead of looking at what I was creating and realizing that as, as a small little jujitsu place, you could use my connections and what I'm doing to help promote your school. We could work together. We can really, you know, um, help him because he was not a designer. And instead I got a text message telling me to leave the school. And so I was kicked out of the school and, um, here's the thing in retrospect, that was the greatest gift I could have ever been given because when I pivoted and I went to, uh, Silverback, I had an insane amount of support. My, my instructor was like, Hey, you know what our wall needs? A six foot wide Epic roll logo on the, on the wall above I the saw top a of the Do you see that? Like in every yeah, photo, yeah. like I looked at it no. and I said, I wonder if he's an owner of that. Is, is he a part owner of that no. gym? Cause your logo is bigger than everyone else's. Yeah. Hey, I mean, he, that it? was have his idea. It? And I'm like, Yep, what a, I've, seen, I've yeah. seen it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that, that would have, look, I'm not a business owner or anything like that, but like if I'm running a little whatever thing going on and I have somebody who's doing really, really good and they happen to be doing the thing that I want to do, I'm going to learn like, how to do that. Not even learn. I'll be like, how I'll to, just make a little side deal with the guy who's yeah. doing it way better. Yeah. And then everybody wins. Yeah. Yeah. That's just I, common sense. But it comes from a place of love, man. Like I'm just, I'm the same way. Dude, so, like everybody in this room is like that. Yeah. Everybody here is like if 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 we talk about something, it it's not so for the greater it's the greater good like yeah, you know, rising like tide. Good, good for I, you, man. I was I, I I was in a place when I was in my thirties. Again, I I was making a lot of money. I was making almost two hundred grand a year, and my friends were not. But we had a great time together. So like we went went to get an apartment, and like nobody could afford it if we just split it three ways. So I said, "Hey guys, I'll take the master bedroom, and I will pay more because it's going to be no fun living in a one bedroom here. Let's get the three bedroom and all live together and party." So like that's always been my mentality. It's just like that's awesome. figure it out and kind of like you know yeah. again, it's no fun being at the bar, fucking being the idiot throwing money around. Well, you know. Not saying that I did it like that, but you know, it's just no fun having fun with your money by yourself. You know, you want other people around you that are like minded and that, you know, that that enjoy that that journey. Like you said, you got to like, you know, um, know, I'm a believer in the secret, like the secret and putting out good energy. You know, like I always talk about the the secret is is there there is no secret. Yeah, there is no secret, bro. It's it's so much harder to be a dick like that. The energy that it took, and I bet he never put out. I bet that coach never put out his his gi brand. He, he if, well if he did he, he did, got he, some pakistani like email like that we all get that says hey would you like to buy my geese like that's hey, probably the company he's hey working friend. with it's it 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 never was gonna go to anything big time it, yeah. it's a shame man because it really you know i had a lot of kids there that i taught i had a lot of people there i got so many messages people saying you know you were my our, our kid's favorite coach and this and that but i looked at the the situation where when i got my black belt, i'm standing there and i'm like with Tom DeBlas and and he's in an epic role gi and I'm like getting my black butt and this whole like this yeah. crescendo this amazing I'm like you couldn't have scripted a more perfect situation and the support and love that I got from this school and from the people there the genuine support and love it, you know m- my instructor Sean he's a businessman he he recognizes too there's a lot of uh uh you know value that we both bring so we we're working together on YouTube videos and mm. you know doing all and doing seminars together and so there's there's so much again that we are all doing together it's a shame that that you know that that individual took that route and pushed it pushed me away but, you, but of, now you're you know, thanking him thank you for doing that it was because, the greatest gift yeah, that I was yeah, ever yeah. given you 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 know and and I had a lot of resentment but 
I, I sat there and logically I was like, how, how can I, because this was like the universe self-corrected and put me on this other path where I was like, I, I genuinely go to sleep at night knowing that I'm a good person. I, I, I try to, you know, that's not burn that's bridges. The, that's the goal. Sleeping so at night. It was supposed know? to, it was, if you're a good person and you put out good vibes and you do the right thing and you're not out to hurt anybody that had to happen for you to be in the place that you are now. So like, it's, Correct. it's all about just kind of like timing, doing the right thing, being a good person and it's so much harder to be an asshole. That guy, it took more energy for him, and he got less out of the relationship with you by being an asshole. If he would have been, like Miguel Supporting. just said, like, hey, how could we do this together? Hey, you've got this figured <laughs> out. Let's do something. He would be in a much better place, have you there, and now you're, you know, you're, you're shining light on, on a different academy. By the way, how long have you been at Silverback? Uh, a little uh, over a year. Okay. They, I, I actually trained this kid used to come down to South Florida and he used to coach at my, at my gym in the summers. Andrew Stewart. I don't think he's still there. Do you know, Andrew? Uh, dude, I love Andrew. Is he still there? Is he still there? At he, so he so here's what happened. So he actually just moved to um, Fredericksburg, like 40 minutes from us. And my buddy Colton Smith has a, uh, a gym in um, down in Fredericksburg. So I, I linked them up. And because oh, wow. Andrew's an amazing black belt. And awesome. so he's been training down with them. He's going to, I think eventually he's going to open up a silverback affiliate school down there. Um, but I love Andrew. He was, he was at my, you know, I yeah, I, like I was rolling with him. He, he ran the, the kids classes and coached at the, again, in the summers at my first gym that I went to, that I started at as a white belt. And he was, he had, he just got his blue belt when he first came down. And I was just getting started. He was a monster at a blue belt. He at, oh, at so you've never belt. rolled with him as a black belt? I've never rolled with him as a black it's belt. It's gotten worse. And, yeah, he <laughs> no, is it's, like it's, so super athletic. He, it's he's just so like, good at his leg attacks are bananas. But he's really, really, it, so, really good. Jujitsu for him was like the nat, like it was what he was meant to do. Yeah, and his jujitsu flowed just so well, even at blue belt. I remember now looking back, I can go, man, I remember rolling with him. He was got, just so smooth. It. Yeah, he, it was it was what he was meant to do. Dude, you can know? I can I give a quick shout out to my son? Sure. All right. So I I don't get to see them roll as much as I did when they rolled at Felipe's because of the time. Yeah. And uh, so I, I got to make it to one to one of the practices, and and you know both the kids are good or whatever, but Cooper has like this little freaking knack bro like i don't know what it is and he loves arm bars and he will he will like you know people who like i'm gonna make this move happen that's how he is with arm bars dude yeah there was one point where he like did like a flying arm bar on this kid and and he doesn't do it maliciously he just like loves him so he likes doing it and he's not mean about it and uh and he's landing arm bar after arm bar and then i was like oh maybe it's just that opponent and then they switch opponents arm bar arm bar <laughs> and then both the coaches great feeling like man. separately like look at me and they go bro like, and i go is he doing is he doing arm bars on teddy bears at the house no me man <laughs> yeah. i can't sit on the couch i'm getting choked he's got a good guillotine but he's not yeah. allowed to do them yeah okay he's got a good guillotine yeah. like he really reaches in there and like he understands like the mechanics of like using his chest or whatever is yeah. on top of the crown of the head to push that down yeah. while leveraging up and like like I legit, he's like, "Did you tap for real?" And I was like, "I, like, I tap for real, bro." <laughs> like, Matt, you got uh, some kids that do jujitsu as yeah. well, right? You got your you got family. two boys, yeah. right? I started yeah. both. Yeah, two two boys. Yeah, I started them both when they were like five, and my eldest son Tyler, he's actually at a wrestling tournament right now. And uh, my wife was texting me and said he won his matches, so it nice. looks like he's going to districts, which is pretty great. Awesome. Folks, awesome. He's done um, folk style wrestling. What's that? Folk style. Uh, yeah, yeah. He, um, he's wrestling with his high school. Um, and, uh, he didn't initially want to do it, but 
but kind of recognized like it would be a great thing for just athleticism and then to add to his jujitsu because he's he's about to get his blue belt and he's 16 and I got my blue belt at 27. I mean, he has such a, he's, he trains with adults. He's the youngest kid in our, in our thing. We don't have a kid's program. So, so basically he came in, um, he's still an orange belt technically. And I mean, this kid is rolling with adults and savages like nonstop and he's killing it. It's, it's the trippiest better. thing to be like, wow, he's so, like now, a human, a little big human. So you, so I've, we've had a couple stories where people were like, oh, I was at this belt for this long of a time because of injuries. I fell out of love with it, then fell back in love with it. I've been, I switched a lot of gyms, blah, 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 blah. So y- your situation is a bit unique because you were getting after it. You just weren't getting promoted for a very auxiliary reason. No politics in jujitsu, right? right. Yeah, no politics. Whatever. You, no politics in jujitsu. Yeah. You, 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 you stay in long enough to realize yeah, that you're the villain. Oh God. But who cares? It, I'm saying like you were getting after it the whole entire time. You were teaching. You were still actively rolling. So when you switch schools, competing. So when you switch schools, I, were you smashing? Like so, I like, this is this is the thing. I was I I was you know I felt like I was always competing at every single belt level. I you know I I fought MMA for a little bit. Um, and uh, and as a brown belt, I was a I was specifically I was a four stripe brown belt for over two years. Like I said, I was supposed to get this a while ago. I mean, in retrospect, it was, it was great. Um, in fact, when I was talking to Tom to about it, I like told him the situation and he's like, who, who was your instructor? And I said, his name is like, never heard of him. Yeah. I was like, you get to say you're a Tom to blast back belt. Now, yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. Um, but, uh, but I, I was, I think I was even a purple belt for six or seven years. Um, like I said, this was 16 years. I started in 2005. So, uh, the, the association I was before it was, it was very much like, don't you ever ask how your jujitsu is going or how you're doing or anything that even remotely resembles maybe possibly sort of asking about, you know, your progression, like don't ever do it or else you're waiting 10 years. It's just bullshit, man. It's like, you know, at the end of the day, we're, we're trying to get better at things and we're trying, you know, and, and so, people who are getting into jujitsu, my recommendation is really find a school where you feel supported and you feel like, you know, it's a good environment because there are a lot of, um, unhealthy, you know, uh, toxic environments that that pop up and, and, uh, that bow to the belt sort of mentality and the different things. Like I go and cross train anywhere I want. My, my instructor has no insecurities about that at all because he knows that I want to be there. And he also knows that he's, you know, uh, an amazing teacher, uh, as we remind him all the time. So people want to be there. So to kind of go back to your question, when I, when I went to Silverback, I had a rude awakening to what level of jujitsu I actually had. And so now I sit back and say, thank God that I went there because that made me such a more competent black belt. Like my jujitsu got so much better being there, applying things because mm-hmm. I mean, just things that we were taught incorrectly. And and I remember the first time I rolled with Sean and this is after doing jujitsu for so many years and I rolled with him and I was like, I can't do anything. Like I literally couldn't pass his guard. I couldn't do anything. He was tapping me out four or five times in a five minute period. And I was just like, what the hell is going on? So to me, that gave me this entire other perspective of, you know, the levels of jujitsu. There's and, levels. Um, it, it gave me something to, to, to aspire to because as I've traveled around and rolled with a lot of different black belts, there are definitely levels. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like sometimes people are old and they just got, you know, whatever. And then sometimes people like, I'm like, 
you're a black belt, but you're a black belt in a weird town in North Dakota. You're not a black. Yeah. <laughs> and that sometimes doesn't even mean anything because they could be that that guy who's like drilling all the time. They could be you could. I honestly think like a Kent Peters type story, like where you just like so damn dedicated and really just love it so damn much that you're going to find a way to get that good. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then there's the people who just there. And, and I don't hate on any of it. I don't hate on we have. I've I've rolled with resident black belts that are, they're not like part of the gym or anything. They're just black belts because they've been doing it forever, and it's a great release. They love the people that they're hanging out with, and they get jujitsu out of it. And when you roll with them, you get that vibe too, you know. So it's like you don't I, have the, the it's, vibe that you don't have to win every round. Is yeah, that what you're kind of saying? Like the, it's yeah, not about murdering each other. It's, right. it's more about having the fun with you. But they can, yeah. And, yeah. and you can yeah. feel it. But they yeah. just they just refuse to. Yeah. And and you're like, what's it, you get to a point, I think, in jujitsu where it's like you ask a question that's very like self-centered. You're like, why aren't you trying to kill me? You know, and then you don't ever ask yourself, like, why aren't they trying to kill me? You know, and then you 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 learn about you, you learn about like different vibes, you know, like sometimes yeah. you could even feel like you roll with a guy like three, four times and then you don't roll with him for like a month and then you roll with them again. And then you could tell like, hey, man, you OK? And they're like, you know what, man? I've been stressed out, and uh, you, you uh, feel yeah, people being yeah. stressed out just from rolling with them. And it's just like, yeah. it, it, dude, I just love how accommodating. I like, it is. I like Brendan McCatherine's take on it. We, uh, we talked about, God, it was over a year ago now. We talked about when he has like somebody that's big and trying to smash him. Mm-hmm. He loves going even like lighter, letting them attack. Yeah. And then still submitting them, like the in that gentle way. Lip the noodle. satisfaction. And and what you teach him is like, look, even when you go that hard, I'm still gonna tap you. So don't go that hard. I've done that you with know, you. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. We have we have a great story. I won't yeah. bore everybody with that. No, should, I, should I tell that story again? <laughs> it's very simple. So I mean. I, I'll, I'll tell I'll tell it to Matt. Some of our listeners have heard this before, and and I'm sure we have lots of new listeners as well. Yeah. So when Miguel first started at our gym, um. The, the second I rolled with him, I knew he was a wrestler. I think I even asked him. I said, "Did you, you, you wrestled?" I knew he had something because he had a white belt on, but I could just see. I, I wrestled a little bit in junior high. I sucked, but I couldn't recognize a wrestler. And we rolled a little bit, and, and I, that it wasn't during that roll, but at some point we rolled yeah. together. And uh, it was we, a, we finished it was the a session. Sunday. It was a Sunday. Yeah, think, we yeah. we finished a roll, open mat, and um, at the end of it, you know, I you know probably tapped you a couple of times in that yeah. first roll, and then he goes, "Hey man, do you mind if I roll hundred percent?" And in my mind, the what I took, I'm sitting there, we're ready to roll again. I think it was like a small class, so like we were rolling yeah. together again. Nobody wants to roll with you. And <laughs> nobody wants to roll with me, the big guy. <laughs> and he looks at me, he says that, and my mind just went to, this motherfucker here is telling me that, hey, Grandpa, I just took it easy on you. Now I'm going to really roll? Like, do you mind That's if I roll I hard? <laughs> That's how my mind took it at that time. Again, that, I mind was if we probably, actually do jujitsu? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I was probably like a four stripe blue belt, or maybe I had my purple belt by that, you were that, purple. that time. And but that's where my mind went with it. And I was like, this motherfucker, you know, okay, all right. And then we rolled, and he went super hard, and then I tapped him a couple of times. Yeah. And at the end, I said, you know, you were better when you whatever percentage you rolled. You were better when you were you didn't roll hundred hundred percent because yeah. he, then he was all over the place. It was just like ah, you know. I, I started so, jujitsu at 35. I've wrestled in high school. I did combatives in the military, you know? So like I, I went into it like as a man, like I wasn't, I know that I'm not going to be an ADCC champion. I know that I'm not going to be an IBJJF adult, you know, 
you know, gold medalist, double gold medal, absolute, all that stuff, right? I'm not in it for that. I, I like the fact that I feel comfortable in uncomfortable situations and I, uh, I embrace the suck. Bro. I really do. <laughs> I love it. I, I like being miserable sometimes. I, I want to tell one more but, good. I want to tell a good story. But, but about I just, it. I just, I just want to say it. Like I, I knew, I knew even at the beginning that I had to like do it slow and suck at it and get my licks. But I just, and I knew not to be an a-hole and be spazzy because I didn't want to get hurt. Dude, I'm 30 and I got injuries already. You know what I'm saying? I've done weird stuff. And, uh, but I just wanted to try what, like, like just going full gorilla, muscle it out, whatever happens, <laughs> happens, you know? And uh, it didn't turn out well. I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to pat him on the back now too, though, because there was one time we were rolling together. You had hurt your arm or your shoulder and we were going to roll. And I said, I'm like, I could sense or, or I knew that he had an injury and I was like, you, you we don't have to roll, you know, you don't want to. He takes his arm, he puts it inside of his belt. And at white belt, he's like, okay, come on, let's roll. And I was like, all right. I put my arm in and we rolled one arm. And yeah. and that's when, I, th I think I told that story on the last, uh, the last podcast when you weren't here. I was like, okay, that guy, not only does he love jujitsu, but I respected him so much for doing that because he could have easily been like, oh, my arm's fucked up. I'm going to, you know, and it, and he you put know, it in and I was like, yeah, this guy's going to fucking And somebody tried giving us, somebody tried to tell us not to do that. And I was like, just let us have fun, bro. It's like, <laughs> like I, I've rolled with Milton enough, even though I was very new, but we'd known each other for like yeah. a couple months yeah, already. We, yeah, we were I'm, friendly. I know enough that he's not going to try and murder me and I'm not going to try and murder mm -hmm. him, but we're going to go hard. Like me and John. Dude, when me and John would roll together, not that you know John or anything, but I'm just saying, like, when me and John roll together, I'm talking about, like, uh, like people would stop their roll to, like, look at us and just go, like, what are these idiots doing? Because, like, it's not like we were good, but, like, we do, we're both, like, military guys, and, like, we knew that we could just, like, try to kill yeah, each John other. Yeah, John rolls hard. John rolls hard. But and that's I love what, it. You know what, though? That's why he's it. Well, I haven't been there for two weeks, but he's been out for a while. He's been he out. He his knee. Yeah. 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 Jiu-Jitsu will uh, teach you that. Matt, I, I'm curious. <laughs> Any major injuries, anything that's that's kept you sidelined for an extent? I thought before when you said, you know, how long it took you to get your brown belt, I figured there was probably an injury in there Me somewhere. Me too. Yeah, it's usually the story. Well, you are correct. There was yeah. an injury in there. Um, and I so in that time, it put me out for about almost a year. Um, I had a massive herniated disc in my back. <laughs> and I used to have a school with um, – my buddy Salvatore Sanguinetti, who is uh, Kenny Florian's cousin. And so I got to train a lot with him. So he had invited me to go with him and Kenny to Peru to this big black belt seminar and, and this whole thing. I was excited to go. And then I was getting off the couch and I sneezed like a little bitch and <laughs> fell to the ground, a sneeze. And I oh, fell to the ground and I was yeah. like, well, I can't get up. I couldn't, I, I was like crawling to the, so for four days, I, I literally couldn't stand up. And when I went to the doctor, you know, they said, hey, this is the deal. They tried to suggest surgery, which I knew people who had this surgery and they were back in the same issue before. So I spent a year rehabbing it and strengthening the muscles of my core and going to chiropractor and doing all these things and eventually fixed it without any kind of, um, you know, surgery. And so I made it through MMA pretty unscathed. Um, I, my pinky toe is broken. My LCL on my uh, right leg pops out. I have the worst arthritis you've probably ever seen. Oh, in yeah. Your life on my you, got the, you got the knuckles. I have like butt cheeks yeah. on my fingers. Um, you know, That's my key neck is for you, my baby. 
I, I mean, my body, like I notice more when I'm not in pain than having pain. Like if I don't have pain, I'm like, holy shit, how do I not have pain? I right? know. You know, <laughs> there's, when that, there's that meme. I, I, I mentioned that meme a few episodes back that says I went to the doctor and he asked me how much pain I was in. He's like, well, what's the normal amount of pain? And he says, <laughs> zero, no pain is normal. So, you know, that's, that's a jujitsu guy for, for you. Yeah. 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 You made me think of, you made me think of this meme. I've reposted this meme. Uh, I don't know if you've, if you follow, I think a lot of people follow him now. Students, uh, a student of BJJ. Yeah. Uh, you know that so I'm going to yeah. read this meme. because I think it's great. funny. It says, hi, welcome to jujitsu. Please sign this waiver indicating that this sport is literally the most dangerous thing you could ever consider doing. Also, have you heard about our kids class? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, my favorite one is the, you know, the, the pawn stars guy. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, Hey, I want to learn some self-defense. And then it's like, it says like jujitsu, like on him. And he's like, best I could do is uh, back injuries. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, I actually have a, that, that's leading me to a question, Matt. Yeah. So having a teenager that does jujitsu, um, Probably and, like, and I started when I was old, I started when I was right before my 41st birthday. So I, I was an old timer already. What, what do you tell your kids or what do you tell your, like your wife, you have these injuries and you have your kids in jujitsu. Like, is that the dirty little secret of jujitsu? Like, yeah, you're going to be fucked up when you're older in your twenties, you're going to have these problems that I'm having in my forties. What do you, what do you think about that? Yeah, I think that I spend a lot of time emphasizing to all people that are starting jujitsu about the importance of how they train, especially for people that are starting later on in life. My one of my brother-in-laws, um, I finally convinced to do jujitsu after being married to my sister for like seven years, and he, you know, he now he's a he's a blue belt. He's like nerds out on it. He Deep loves end. it. It's like been a whole thing. It's amazing. He drank the punch. And yeah. Yeah, completely, completely. Um, so I, I kind of got him on board with it. Uh, but, but he's, you know, in his thirties too. And I, and I'm like, look, I was sort of a, an idiot when I started because no one sat down and told me the importance of these things. I went into it, not knowing anybody and not really having any preconceived notions about, you know, what the results of what I did to my body now we're going to, you know, do down the line. And so training smart, tapping, you know, early, these type of things. I'm like, if you're going to be in this a long time, then you have to train this way. It's not even an option because you're going to fuck your body up beyond repair or you're, you know, like spastic, someone's going to be spastic and they pop a rib or they, you know, whatever, whatever the case it's, um, you know, it's really important. And I think it's kind of like, I feel as a responsibility as a, uh, like a veteran in this to talk to people and at least try to, you know, clear that up and, and also tell them that this is a, it's an up down, you know, you're going to, you're going to get to, uh, plateaus at every single belt level. For you're going to sure, feel like I'm, I'm plateaued. I'm not getting any better. I'm not, you know, and so just having a conversation about what to expect through the course of the next, however many years, I, I think really, adds value to people staying in it longer because mm -hmm. they have like an understanding of what, you know, to, to do and how to maybe stick in it longer, which is, which is great. Um, because if not, you're going to, you're going to hurt yourself very quickly. You're going to hurt yourself. And, um, especially being older, right. We're like a little bit more resilient when we're younger, but as we get older, we don't heal as quicker. Like when I was in my thirties, it was just, you know, I started noticing like 35, I was not bouncing back as I'm right. quick. I'm, and then I'm, I'm four years I'm younger than you. I'm and, feeling it. Yeah, 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 it's, it's starting it's, to feel. The struggle is real. So, um, yeah, so I do, I do, my wife does see that, um, 
she was a massage therapist in the past. So we really try to harp on our kids about stretching and, you know, just mobility in general and those things that they can do to help their body so that they don't end up decrepit even younger. <laughs> right. Yeah. Actually, actually, jujitsu has has made me more flexible than I've been my whole entire life um, because I, I, I think I think a lot of people like you that are disseminating the information to to the newer generation is actually helping and there's also just a, the advancements in technology and and I think that anybody so so the, there there is a huge lack of 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 knowledge of taking care of yourself and nutrition and exercise and and working through injuries like you did it's not just like oh my back hurts so I don't use my back it's contrary it's like my back hurts I need to use my back more and strengthen the things that hold my back up right so so like but the people that are in in the know and then the people that are trying to get into the know um i think we've leapfrogged this information to the point now where we have like awesome things like massage guns and then like the so right and then the, the so right for like your back and then you have rollers and you have people who are doing ice baths and and you know uh, saunas heat shot proteins cold shock proteins like these are like if you're if you're like barely in any sort of fitness uh type of environment like these things are common knowledge now. Yeah, the recovery side. Of yeah, things. the recovery side it's of thing, thing is, is a big thing. Nutrition, taking care of yourself, even mental. just working out. Yeah, even working just working out. out with weights. Exactly. I talk about it all the time. I feel the best when I go to jujitsu one day, work out the next, go to jujitsu again. Uh, you know, not kill myself on the weights, but I feel, yeah, I, stretching. But I feel like weight weight training always helps me recover better. You know, especially if I can put I a like, day between the training. So I like the 90 10 rule for myself, whereas like I pick my days where I go into the gym and I'm going to go, OK, today I'm going to go fucking ham and it's going to hurt for like three, four days afterwards. <laughs> but like you also need to you also need a red line, you know, your car like you need to stomp on that gas at least once a month and you need to clear out those carbs, man. Like if you have I, a combustion engine vehicle, if you have an electric vehicle, I don't know, <laughs> if you have an electric engine, if you have an, if you have anything with a battery. It is not good to leave the battery full all the time. It is good to to deplete the battery all the way and then charge it all the way, and that actually helps. I with, that's what I'm with doing with my Tesla that I'm yeah. waiting to be delivered. There you <laughs> go. Yeah. So just know that conditioning your battery is also. It's, yeah. it's, it's, don't keep it full all the time. Sometimes uh, you actually only charge it to like 75, 80 percent. I use. It. I've never gone to the gym and said like I'm gonna go ham today. If if there was I, ever I, a time I meant that the I jujitsu yeah, gym. No, that's yeah, what yeah. I meant. yeah, no, 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 no. I, I get that. If there's ever been a time that that did cross my mind. I run into a guy like Adolfo who just fucking puts me on He'll, my ass, and I'm like, "Yeah, I guess good. I'm not doing that today." No, but you're but, still going ham, no, especially but, against that freaking. Well, guy. I'm saying like it, like if I went in there going, "I'm going to crush everybody today," then you run into like, then it's a day like Adolfo, Felipe, Tom. and three other black belts show up, and that's it. Tom is my nightmare, <laughs> man. But uh, you know, uh, I, I I definitely I'm of the mindset like I always let to use your analogy like my opponent always has control of the acceleration of our role. Like I'm going to go as fast as you want to go. Yeah. Because especially just because I'm a heavier guy, if I go ham on people, it's it's perceived as being a bully. Be a bully like, sometimes, dude. Yeah, well, I'm going to be I'm going to go harder with a bigger guy, but because yeah. most of the until recently, most of the guys in the gym have been smaller guys you got some big boys it, in it, there now it, it, we've got I've some seen very them. large yeah, we've got I've like a 300 on, pounder I've, in there I know right now. I show, I showed up on a Sunday and I was like what size gate I, is that? I pulled I pulled guard I pulled guard on him the other day. I was like, what Ooh. the fuck am I, I doing? I pulled here, guard, man? I pulled guard on Bad that decision. same guy. And I only did it because he was a white belt. Yeah. And then I was like, 
but then I forgot that Felipe's teaching him, so he probably taught him like what's good for him because yeah. he's very good about being specific to the students. Yeah, you know, yeah. he's got a small enough. I mean, he's got a big school, but he's got a small enough school where he could be specific yeah, yeah. still. And boy, he was a nightmare. I was like, I gotta get out from I, under I'm this. Never as pull fast. guard on. I will never pull guard on him again. Yeah. You know, we do, we do a lot of lockdown. Our coach I, is like is I like known for his lockdown. <laughs> so like, I'm I'm always like I'm using that, and it helps me control the pace, especially with my heart. I I, I want to. I don't want to be. Uh, I don't want to overexert myself right away. I want to last the whole round. And yeah. I'll, okay, let me pull guard, let you do your thing, and then I'm going to try to trap you in something. And I use it and, to wrestle up now. I yeah. love that half guard. Now yeah. I use it for for arm drags, uh, entrance, entrances into uh, single the leg. Lockdown? Yeah, the I, lockdown? I use the lockdown to do arm drags and get the back, or I'll use the lockdown to go to single leg X and also to go into matrix. Um, but I use it mainly, I use the lockdown now more to get into leg entanglements, Ashigurami, than anything else. Yeah. Yeah, I, I got a quite to, to expand on what we, what we just said about the kids. How does your wife feel about all of this? Number one, the jujitsu side of things and even your, your kids competing. And what does she think about the business side? Because I'm always curious because my wife thinks I'm crazy every time I have a, a, a new idea. Um, tell me tell me about your relationship with your wife and, and, and the support that you get. Yeah, yeah. And since she'll hear this, she's so supportive. <laughs> <laughs> Let me My wife there. is not going to hear it's, this. It's and she looks at me like I have four heads every time I come up with an age. Like, <laughs> Do you really want to spread I, yourself that thin, Milton? <laughs> hey, Bo, insert yeah. in the it's a trap meme. <laughs> it is. It is. Um, no, she actually, when I started jujitsu, you know how when you first start, once you get bit, like you nerd out on it hard. And so I went from no jujitsu to training like, five days a week jujitsu and then oh by the way i want to start fighting mma and i'm competing and you know and i i just became a dad and we had just gotten married and um so there was a point i think up until about purple belt where there was you know every time i'm, I'm gone a lot training and i think it was very frustrating for her but then it got to a point where she recognized what an integral part of my life it, it was and how much it helped me and decompressing and just, you know, the, the community. Make you a better husband? A absolutely. Yeah. She was like, you're kind of a dick when you don't train. Like, you yes. need to go train, you know? And um, and when I started with Epic Roll, yeah, I think she was very confused. Like, why are you spending time doing this stupid thing that you're doing? Like, what are you doing? Like, why, you know, do something else. Like, why are you... And again, it, because there was it was influenced by like passion and, and what I actually wanted to do and not driven, you know, by me trying to say I want to make some money, I, I put the time into to growing it. And so now she looks and says, Well, it's a whole different thing, right? Now it's a it's a it's a full time second job. It's a revenue stream for our uh, you know, for our family and and it's just in the beginning phases too. So yeah, played out um, so perfectly. I think she's very okay with it now, but it took a little bit to get around. And I understand that we're, you know, we're some people like people that are not uh, entrepreneurs. It's it's totally cool, but it also a lot of our behaviors are very foreign to them. Like they, we kind of look like weirdos. they're not risk taker. Like we're we're risk takers. You have to be a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I mean, a risk and, taker, and it's know? yeah, and it's like again, I I mean that no disrespect to anybody because the, the world, if it was full of entrepreneurs, it'd be a bunch of like ADD people trying to just start businesses. It'd be crazy. But um, so you need all kinds of 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 people. But uh, for me, I think like a lot of the mindset and going through these things, yeah, were foreign concepts to her. Um, but she really tried to be supportive throughout the process, and I think then started to see 
the feedback and then it gets to a point where it becomes undeniable and then it was just you know now it's it is well you guys you guys is, are so. also business partners and you've been married for over 17 years and yeah you have children yeah, together and so i mean i crazy. dude i could only imagine it, it, it hasn't been all ups you know uh absolutely not. so so it just sounds like you got a good one man my wife just I, is I, like I, now she's just like go ahead if you ignorance is I, bliss no well <laughs> it, it, it's part like i i tell her everything i tell you i'm gonna do i do I'm not going to start something unless I really, truly believe. So you just have to believe that I really believe and I'm going to make it work. Uh, we met. I rented an office from her company. That's how we met when I first start, when I started my first marketing company. And I went from myself in basically like their smallest closet of an office to 10 employees. So she saw me build something. And then I had to close that. And I went to another company and made a, 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 a very good salary. We got married. And I always had something on the side, whether it was a T-shirt website or that was the podcast. And she's, you know, in the beginning, I told her, give me two years for the podcast. Give me two years. I'm not going to ask anybody for a dime after the first year. Then we're going to start looking for sponsors. Everything's going to be, you know, relationships and giving stuff away. And, and if they want to give us product, great. The second year, COVID. It was right. Like our anniversary is like right there, March, April, yeah. when we started conceiving this. So then it was just like. I still was able to get sponsors, so I was still able to show her profit. Like, okay, look, it worked, and it worked in, in the middle of COVID when nobody wanted to spend any money. Everybody was like, listen, hold yeah. on. My gym is closing. This is happening. I don't know if we're going to be around. If gyms are closing, then sales go down. Stimmy's helped know. out. And, and yeah, and then we – then you know. so anyway, so my point is I've, you, if you trust me, trust that I know what I'm doing and that I'm going to, I'm really going to, I'm never going to start something and do it half ass. I'm going to throw everything into it. But that's, you know, when you're in a relationship, that's also scary. It's like, full, okay, so you mean ass. you're taking your say, yourself away from the relationship. But I tell her everything I do is for the family. Like this money, like you said, it's a revenue stream. This money goes into the pot and you know, it's what pays for this, the house and what pays for the, for the food. And you know, Milton has a business or is, is, I don't even know. Uh, <laughs> I just know him. I, this costs me money. <laughs> I just, I honestly like. I'm, I love jujitsu. I just love yeah. it. I love martial arts. I've been kicking pillows and wrestling with my with my sister's dolls my whole life. <laughs> I've I've always enjoyed contact with other people, whether it be in. It's always been friendly. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, I've been I've been hired to, you know, I volunteered to 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 be in conflict. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and I grew out of that. And uh sorry. It's just dude, if I had to say one thing, is like Milton really likes doing this too. You know, and I could tell that you like doing it. I love I and call I, it the idea on a napkin. There's nothing more fulfilling dude, than my own dude, idea or a client's idea and helping them take it from I have this concept, okay, let's do the logo, let's figure out the domain name, let's yeah. build the website, let's do everything that you need, and then letting them kind of fly with it. That's so fulfilling for me. But on top of it, or, you like it. I, I like doing that. Did I like doing it for myself, but I love doing it for other people too because the, like, the satisfaction that it brings me to help somebody go from nothing yeah. to something, is, is, you, is, it's a good you, feeling. You know what my wife it. and I call Thursdays? What's that? Thursdays is fucked. Because <laughs> I wake up, I do. I, I go to work. I, I wake up at six in the morning. You know, I, I yeah. hang out with the kids for a little tiny bit. I'm, I'm at work by seven or at a job site or something like that. You know what I'm saying? I, I work. I'm. In, I'm. In, this means nothing to you, but like, it's like I'm. I'm in. I work in Baltimore, but I live in 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 freaking like Virginia, and I got to take that train. 
You know what I mean? Essentially, like I work in West Palm Beach and I live in Davie and this is in Miami. So this is like, it's like a trip. And, mm. and like, I wouldn't trade yeah. it. That's this awesome, is, bro. Is, I, we love having you, man. I, hopefully, the the all the apparel that you got. Yeah, I get, pay, I get paid in t- I get paid in t shirts. <laughs> I pay him in, in swag that people give us, and or, I, and or our it. own t shirts. Dude, stuff. I give it away. I yeah. give it away because yeah, yeah. I'm I'm also I'm you not, gave one of the rash guards ZD14 to 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 junior, to junior dude, yesterday. Awesome. I, dude, the the um, uh, the coach he doesn't like being called professor. Yeah. By the way, where I trained at at uh, Henzo's in Weston, and. Uh, he wears them all the time. I don't. I don't tell him to, and I also feel oh, the weird. jujitsu dummies. One he wears that we it gave all. Him? He wears cool. it all the time. Uh, I just think. Uh, I think people just like I free love- stuff, so I just give it away. <laughs> I like. I like it when you give away something, and they're like, "Oh, this is cool." And they appreciate just, it. Yeah. Again, that's the whole. You know, we put out that that vibe. This the whole power. Twenty five bucks. Oh, I, I don't want that piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> hey, is- let's 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 get into some of the listener questions we got, Matt. Let's, let's uh, I'm going to give you uh let's, uh, let's do, we got a jits underscore four underscore life jits for life as a black belt and the journey that you took to receive in what you do. And I, I always got to decipher sometimes because the way people write things was a little weird. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm going to, I'm going to jump forward <laughs> because that sentence doesn't, it's a little off. I feel like I'm always hurt. Currently I have an elbow and knee injury and it's obviously preventing me from training more. Do you stretch certain ways for jujitsu? Do you take supplements for joints? Is it, it's a long journey and I have a long way to go. I want to make it there, but need my body to allow me to do so. We've kind of been talking about that already. What are your thoughts on that, Matt? Yeah, there's, I, I don't know that there's any one prescription that works for everybody, but there's obviously a series of things that you can do to uh, help promote that idea of longevity. So obviously your diet, nutrition, supplements, um, taking things that are, you know, fish oils, things that are good for joints, joint health, having, an, uh, you know, stretching and mobility, um, core strength. Those are, those are super important aspects of, of being a, you know, a, a good grappler. Um, so any and all of those things on a relatively consistent basis is going to put you usually way ahead of most people because what you typically find is there's a thousand diets out there that you could choose from and if you put them all on the wall through a dart at one and then just pick that and did it for 30 days consistently you're going to see results because it's different than what you've been doing and you were consistent so any of these things that you can do whether it's stretching or strength training for your bone density taking certain supplements making sure your nutrition's on point all those things are going to be an aid for your body as a whole, not only to just be healthy, but then also be able to perform on the mat. So I think they're all super important components. Um, but injuries happen sometimes, and it's no fault of ours. Somebody spazzes out, somebody cranks too hard on your heel, somebody, you know, those are the inherent risks that you take being a grappler. You can't control all of them. They, they just, you know, things happen. But you can certainly take measures to be a smarter grappler and to control you can't control other people but you can control how you are right so how controlled you are with people and how you roll can set an example for others and i think that's really the best way to keep also yourself picking on your mats. roles yeah you could pick your roles too if you know there's like this really like he's a competitive person and he's in a competitive mood and you've been watching what they've been doing and they're like hey man you want to go and i'd be like not today because i know what's going to happen <laughs> you know not all schools are like that i mean uh, you know it, it i didn't feel like i i didn't always feel like i could do that I've only trained at two gyms. I didn't always feel as a lower belt, as a white and and blue, that I could turn down a a request to roll from a higher belt. I pay a lot of money to train. Yeah, yeah. What do you think about that, Matt? Like in in the gyms that you've been in, if 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 you call, if you told the white belt to come roll with you, and he said no, 
or a blue belt or even a purple. And he's just like, nah, man, I, I don't. You're, what, what would you say to somebody like that? Well, that's their loss. I mean, yeah. if they if they really didn't want to, I, I don't you know, I haven't had that. Most of the people are excited for that. You put your ego on hold, but I never understood. You know, you'd see those people that come in like a like a white belt and I'm rolling with a white belt. I'm a black belt and they're and they're freaking trying like this is ADCC trials like to yeah. kill me, you know, yep. go, and I'm like, so the expectation is that they're going to catch the black belt and they're going to yeah. submit me and it's going to be like fucking victory for them. And I'm like, it's just the wrong mindset. Like, first of all, no, you're not. And I'm going to make it really <laughs> uncomfortable for you if you start training like an asshole with me and smashing me and, you know, hitting me and all this kind of stuff. So yeah. I can be just as violent back uh, in a much more technical way. So. I, I always tried to go after the higher belts and roll with higher belts because one, they put me in positions that other, you know, lower belts didn't. They were usually willing to teach me. They were usually able to execute all of this with ease and without, you know, a lot of strength. So I didn't end up getting hurt. Um, so I walked away growing from that. I mean, yeah. As a white belt rolling with another white belt, yeah, because why? Because you want to win too. You want to yeah. go home and not lose and get your ass handed to you every single time you train. So I understand that. But when you become a student of jujitsu and you embrace that humility and you recognize like me, after all of these years, I still sit there and I learn every single time I go to class. Every single, you know, I study at night, I watch videos, I train constantly. And, and, you know, it'll never be enough. Like I'll never master it. So when you, when you just embrace that in the beginning, it's, it seems like a very difficult concept, right? Because it's, it's so vast and doesn't really have an end date on it. You're just like, for me, if you do jujitsu, as long as you physically can, most people are like, I'm going to just do this the rest of my life, right? Yeah. Unless an injury happens or, you know, rarely, I mean, I don't know when people get to like purple belt or brown belt and they quit, I'm like, what the fuck happened? Like, that's yeah. a tragedy to me. Like you're in the wrong place or I know things happen, but, but in general, um, yeah, I, I think that stuff is super important. Um, uh, to, I've, to be I've, I've ran across, I've ran across people that are out to hurt people. Yeah. Oh, for I sure. Have. Yeah. For that, sure. But, see, so what there. you're talking about, the reason it hasn't happened to you is because you don't give off that vibe and then you, you're understanding. But I've, I've actually said no to a higher belt at an open mat yeah. at a different school because I was watching them and Every every single person they rolled with, I heard ah, like the, there wasn't a tap. It was yeah. an ah, you yeah, know. And, and that also and, goes and to I like made, why and, I, and I made the mistake. I got my ankle hurt really bad because yeah. this guy freaking did an esteema lock on me while I was just playing open guard, and I mean went for it, and I couldn't walk for like a day. Yeah. And this is like a like a black belt. So like we, dude, like what are you doing? Like see, like guys like you and me that we know why we're there. Yeah. And it's not it's not to be like you said before, when you are not looking to be world champions and, and compete at every you know local event or whatever. You know, I'm there for the camaraderie. I'm there for the exercise. I love the sport. I love training jujitsu, but I can I can take it easy. I can pick a partner. I could tell somebody no. But, you know, what Matt said before was like, I know like Carlos, Carlos yeah. Santos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love rolling with him. He comes on the open to the open mats on the weekend because I know that I can ask him about the move that he just used to choke the shit out of me. <laughs> you know, he does. He, I, I took, can ask him and he'll he'll take a few minutes 
and show me what he did. Yeah. Uh, he's somebody that I know that I can ask. Not that I can't ask Professor, because I, I obviously can. But there are just certain people that don't like really sharing the information. It's like, let's just roll. No, come on, next roll. Mm -hmm. But there are certain people that are like super like giving of the information. I like rolling when it's, especially when it's a higher belt. I like rolling with guys like that. They'll put it on uh, you too, bro. And everybody I, should be like that. Like yeah. upper belts, honestly, in my opinion, that's their job. There's no reason. There's no reason not to be like that, bro. It's just like that's not the that's not the jujitsu way. Like to to to, you know, hold that over somebody or or you know, with that whole bow to my belt mentality and not share stuff like anytime anybody wants to know hey what did i do wrong like i'll sit and talk to you for as long as i need and answer every question you have and go through yeah. and, and share knowledge because people did that for me i mean that's yeah. like that's that's it's the value job. of I, I, training I, with upper belts i think at, at definitely at least at very least at brown belt and above and maybe even at purple it's kind of your job you're expected your coach is looking at, at you, as a brown belt your coach is looking at you're at that point going or that your coach is saying Okay, you're not beating up on people anymore. You got to kind of help with the class. Help take that white belt. Keep an eye on somebody that's doing something stupid. I mean, that's that's kind Jim, of the Jim job at that point. Not not even that. Just like hey, you know, like being able to take some. Like my thing is, I love to give the information, and I if I do something or I see somebody doing something wrong. Sometimes I go to share information and somebody is not really accepting of the information. It's kind of like, come on, dude, let's just I know. roll. I Even know. At low I know. I know. <laughs> I'm I not know. talking about And then there is then. So I've just learned to be like, hey, man, do you mind if can I show you something like, you know, I I, I let them say yes or no. And they're almost always going to say yes. But I don't just tell them what to do because it comes off like, OK, now you're the coach now. Hey, listen, you know, that thing that you did. Can I show you how I do it? Do you mind? I give you just a little hack on that. And I. I I, that's my, that's one of my favorite parts of jujitsu is helping other people and teaching. I love that part. I love seeing somebody again, like the idea on a napkin. I said before, yeah. showing somebody something they're doing wrong or something that they didn't know. Like again, the lockdown's a big you, thing for us. Showing the, the lockdown to a guy, like getting him in a lockdown and him going, "Hey, dude, what the hell was that that you just did to my like, my leg?" And I'm like, "All right, let me show." I, lo I, I, I love used that to moment. I used to yeah. tap to it because yeah. I thought like, "Oh man, this, they're hurting me." No, it wasn't even uncomfortable. I was like, "I don't know what this is doing to my ligaments." So I'm just going to, and it yeah. doesn't feel good. So, yeah. but now it's like, you could, I know that it's not hurting anything. Yeah. So there's like, that little hack at it. the end where I can take, you know, you take your feet and you kind of twist the ankle yeah. a little bit, especially on a newer guy that doesn't know, like, okay, it, I'm not going to break your ankle, but it's going to hurt a little bit yeah. more. Yeah. I've, know, I've gotten people part. to tap to lockdown and then I'll be like, Hey, that's not a submission. It just hurts really bad. Yeah. And then I immediately just tell them, look, just, just do a body lock on me and just push all your weight mm. down towards my ankle. And then I'll let go. Cause it's going to hurt me. I got a little <laughs> tip for, for jits for life. If, you know, especially, you know, he's talking about like longevity. One of the things that I did early on was I just went on YouTube and searched sneaky BJJ submissions. Yes. I love giving that tip because especially when you have somebody that's like beating up on you, they're like wrist locks and little like the esteem a lot. Like there's just little things that you could probably <laughs> get on somebody like maybe not the esteem. Yeah, but, not that you know, one, like, <laughs> like even like a baseball bat choke, somebody that passes you really aggressively and you could just, you know, get OK, keep on going. And then, you know, you're doing a baseball yes, I can, stay even. Yeah. I like staying on my back to do the baseball bat. Like, mm. I come, you know, uh, transition. You, you, give, them. you give away the back. I, I don't I don't like to give away the back. So I don't really do the sweep. I'll, I'll stay under them. Yeah. But yeah. Go on YouTube and search that. It was like one of the things that helped me out so much in the beginning because I had a 400-pound training partner at my first gym, oh, and my coach was Popovich, like 260. Right? My, no, no, I wasn't a Popovich. Oh, you weren't? No, no, I was at a small gym. Okay. That was a, That's junior. Okay. And, and then I had my coach who was a black belt who was like 
260 at the, at the time. So it was just like, man, I just, I need to learn some little hacks to like get these guys off of me. And sometimes you'd get stuck on a big guy and mm-hmm. it's like, all right, well, here's my way out to do this like little shitty, like wrist lock or something <laughs> from the bottom to, okay, save yourself, you know? So that, that's what helped me in the beginning. All right. So we, uh, our next question, I, I think that you might train with this guy. I think I saw a picture of him at your gym. Uh, Salyev 1114-1114. Why did you start Epic Roll? We talked about that a little bit. But what motivates you is the interesting part of the question that I liked. So what motivates me is <clears throat> growing my products and business to a point where I have the forum and opportunity to have a bigger voice and inspire other entrepreneurs and people to kind of go and take risks and, and pursue these companies. Cause there's a, there's some key people in my life from, you know, authors, certain books, um, mentors that all played a pretty integral role in helping me, you know, develop my skills, evolve my businesses and, and sort of dream big. And so to me, life when you can influence other people and have a bigger effect than just what's going on with you. That's like such a, such a gift, right. In life to have the opportunity to do that. But I also recognize that you have to reach a certain level of success within business to get the opportunity to have the forum to where people will listen to you and, you know, and, and take what you have to say seriously. So, um, so really the, the, the journey that I've been on, through these companies and the ups and downs and all the failures and everything that that came along with it. To me, I hope to put out a, a book one day kind of documenting all of these that can be used to inspire other people so that they can read that and go that, you know, this is just like, I'm just some random guy. I'm nothing special. I'm just a guy who like, I recognize that the majority of these successful people that I that I read about or listened to on podcasts, it wasn't necessarily that they were the most, you know, they were the smartest people in the room. They were the people that that persevered, that were just willing to work hard enough to keep going and keep going and didn't quit. And they eventually accomplished their goals. So I committed to that mindset with these. And, um, and so that, you know, that really is, I, I think my ultimate goal is to grow these so that I can try to, you know, inspire other people to do the same. What would the title of that book be? Um, so I have a, a, f- a few that, that, you know, what's interesting about book titles is I, Tim Ferriss talks about this a lot is you have to have like a title and then like a subtitle and then yeah. something else, you know, yeah, so you can have like my now? life, you know, like my life is interesting. And then like the story and chronicles of whatever, whatever. So you have to have so, a few of those. So I'm, I'm, I'm the type of person that I, when I'm trying to come up with something creative or trying to come to some sort of conclusion, I, you know, I'll meditate. I'll try to be very mindful. I'll try to do a lot of things and just let things kind of come to me organically and, uh, and, you know, jot it down and then sort of play off of that. So I feel like that's one of those things that, um, when it happens, it will, that name will kind of come to me and I'll share, I'll share mine with you. How not to run a business. Mm. nobody taught me how to do any of the things that I'm doing. I mean, I, I was lucky enough to surround myself with really smart people like Bo. Uh, we worked together uh, you know, doing marketing way back before we did the podcast together. Uh, we have a friend of ours, Scott, like we, everybody had their kind of thing. And I was the sales guy They, you know, Scott knew how to run a business better and, and Bo knew the creative side. So just surrounding myself with, with a lot of people, but like, I don't think, each one of us didn't know how to do everything. So it was like, I really had to make a lot of mistakes to, to even the podcast. I did I, like Rogan was like the only podcast I listened to 
And then I'm like, and I didn't do it because of Rogan. We did it because it was like, hey, wow, we're, we have these really cool conversations when we get together. And the guys that I used to train with were, were just like, this, this be is, like, we got to record this, man. Dude, this is great. This but, is just fun. Yeah. This is fun. Why it, wouldn't it was, you I, I, you know, you, oh, you hope that when you start something, it's going to work. But even if it didn't, it was just like so much fun to get together and to do this thing. And it was like, oh, wow, people are actually listening to this and we're getting feedback and people are commenting. It was like, holy shit. I, think, yeah, yeah. I kept, I always look at Bo. I was like, Oh man, I think we have something here. We got to keep on going with this. You got to clean but, up these cables. But I made so yeah, <laughs> we had, we made so many mistakes that that would that would really be the title of my my book. It's like how to how not to run a business. You know, that's awesome. Chapter you you mentioned earlier you said uh, you were talking about the laws of attraction and and that has that been a like a big part of your belief system or or life? Yeah. So. I, I, yeah, I, I actually I was working out of my house. I when I opened up the first business that I that I started, uh, where Bo was, uh, Bo and I were working together. We worked together on a TV show, but we worked for somebody else. Uh, I left and I and I started messaging all these people that I knew, and I said, "Hey, look, I, I just left my job. I'm looking to figure something out." Bo was on that short list, and he was immediately like, "Dude." You sell, I'll do the creative, let's do this. I had a website within a couple of weeks. He built everything, did the logo, and all of a sudden I had this business and we were just like selling business cards for like 99 bucks on Facebook on, on and like you back when you could like, uh, you could spam like from pages and like send out emails and stuff. So it, it, it just grew, but I wound up having two people work coming to my house, working in my living room, doing sales with me. And the girl was trying to get like she was trying to recruit me into this like it felt like this cult that she was a part of. Nice. And the basis of it was the secret. But she was really it was like one of these kind of multi-level marketing things like come in and then you got to buy these courses and things like that. She gave me I would just constantly like to the point where I was like going to fire her because she would ask me every day like you got to she'd hear me talk and say and she's like you got to come you got to come. And, and like it was her job, you know, multi-level marketing. You got to bring people in, right? So if you don't bring people in, you're not holding up your end of the bargain. She gave me the one-hour CD of The Secret. And I watched it. It was an hour long. Changed my fucking life. <laughs> Change, one hour changed my life. I didn't read the book for like another two years. Just the video. Just the, just, just the DVD changed my life. And then, but again, I was working with Bo and then, you know, Bo was kind of a believer in those same things. And we had, you know, kind of, he, he, we talked about it a lot. So and, I, I ended up, um, uh, can you hear me? Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so when we ended up in Vegas where we met, ultimately, yeah. I ended up in Vegas. Louder. Can you, can you hear yeah, me? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because. Or actually, the secret, the the whole secret thing, came as a result of that first trip to Vegas, yeah. where, where we uh, where we met. Yeah, you remember Fireball Tim? Yeah, he kind of gave he Fireball Tim. To it. Yeah, it was this so, guy that did like custom cars for yeah. movies. Yeah, so okay, and, yeah, it's badass. And so, so, and I'm gonna email. I him didn't know you guys ran he, this far back. I'm gonna tell him that he comes up in this yeah. episode. We worked on a on an ES. It was a T. We worked I'm for a production way, company that produced a TV show that ran on ESPN. I didn't know you guys for, ran for this one far year. back, bro. That's how far back. This is awesome. So. So I had invited him to come out because we have a mutual friend and that, that producer was like, you know, get somebody to come out if you can and name only yeah. or whatever. So he was, he was like, yeah, I'll bring out my shit. After that whole thing happened, it, it was, no, it wasn't after. It was actually when I made the first phone call to him and introduced myself as a friend of this mutual yeah. friend. And we ended up talking for an hour and a half. 
And most of that was him trying to introduce this concept of the secret yeah. because he said, I hear something in the way you talk. He wasn't trying to sell me anything. Didn't, you know, wasn't like MLM the girl trying anything. to get me yeah, into yeah, the, into yeah, the yeah. cult. No, nothing like that. <laughs> if, she, if I would have, if I would have really understood it or she would have given me that in the beginning, I still like was so anti multi-level marketing. And that's what it felt like. It was like, you got to buy in and buy these courses and do this thing. And I'm just like, yeah, sweetheart, it's never going to happen. It, it, was, yeah. it was really cool because after all that happened, it set in motion a, a whole series of events that were like what I call that let us hear. spooky. No, no, <laughs> that, that, uh, that I call spooky moments. There's no way anybody could have set them up. There's no you you can't see into the future and know and be able to manipulate circumstances. You know what I mean? So, yeah. And it just completely altered, not just the course of my life, but the course of my thinking, my my yeah. approach to everything, my outlook. Yeah, Matt. I mean, to answer your Unreal. question, like it affected yeah. the both of us, and and we talked about it a lot. But yeah, I mean, if it wasn't for that, I was the guy that would walk around saying, "Oh, woe is me. The world is against like not the world is against me, but like, oh, why does everything bad happen to me?" I started that company. We worked on that show. I left that show. I got into a DUI. I got into an accident. I was coming home from a friend's wedding. I didn't want to crash at his house. We would. They did like a local thing. I didn't want to crash, which I always did. Always like designate a driver, go to his house, crash. But they had the whole family staying there because they had just gotten married, all this stuff. So long story short is I somehow kept my keys and drove home, got into a car accident. And so now I have, I can't drive, license suspended. This is all happening. I'm starting this business at my house. And I was that guy that they talked about that was always talking about, like, why does this, all the bad shit happen to me? Now I'm the opposite. That bad thing happened to protect me. Like, if I'm late, I'm late because the universe is taking care of me and I'm going to miss an accident on the road or I'm not going to be the car, that third car in that accident. Uh, that's the way my mindset is now. Everything happens for a reason. And I believe I'm a good person. And because I'm a good person, if I do the right thing, well, the universe is going to take you're care of me. You're behaving like yeah. a good person. Yeah, and and I and, and I do believe that we're all connected in that way. And you know, it's it's why it that that video at that moment changed my life and the way that I think forever. It seems Period. like you guys took like all the good parts out of that because like I'm I'm a little bit younger than both of you guys, and like when that came out, that was like before like like the international sign of I think you're fucking lying is I'm going to pull out my phone after you say something and I'm yeah. going to look it up right away. <laughs> but back then, like you could just lie to people and then they had nothing like what it, they yeah, had to use the Dewey decibel system to go figure out if you were lying or not. Ah, uh, but and, a, keen, a keen intuition <laughs> yeah, can keen tell. No, of course. Yeah. But it takes a while to, 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 to gain <laughs> that level of, 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 of being that refined to, to get your BS meter. You know, you have to get burned a lot. You have to, you have to be an adult. You have to like understand human behavior. There's a lot of psychology involved in this type of stuff, but it seems like you guys like skated away with the good parts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, Again, so I, because I, I, that I, secret is bullshit yeah. in my personal opinion. Oh, I could tell you. No, man, I, 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 no, 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 I no, don't no. agree. No, no, the good parts are yeah. correct. You guys took the yeah. good parts. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, but like the whole cut co let me sell you this so you could sell I, that. There's thing. definitely, I tell people I have bought that. <laughs> I, I, so, so Matt, I, I, I watched that video. But I didn't even, and I want to listen into the audio book years later. And I started to send that book or the video to people like when somebody would call me like an old friend having a problem. I'd be like, are you will you read a book or are you more visual and just want to watch a video because I've got something for you? Yeah. And they would pick it and I would just send it to them 
my I would just send it through Amazon, send it out to them, and I would and I would tell them this. Look, don't take everything so literally when you're looking at this. Take what just like, you know, like Bruce Lee, take take what works for you and leave behind what doesn't, but just think of the overall concept here and understand what you're putting out into the universe and then start to look at yourself as to why you're getting certain things back. I've had people that, friends that were alcoholics. I'm not saying I saved them or anything, but I've sent it to people that were alcoholics or family members were sick or were just like me. It was just like every time something bad happened, it was like, oh, it's the world that's against me. Like, this is happening. Why is this happening? I'm, For sure. I felt like I was a good person. And I, and I probably wasn't. It, it made me a better person. And I definitely, I, and, I carry those I'm, things I'm over to that. I, and, and, I, and I'll listen to that audiobook every once in a while, every couple of years, just to remind me. And, and you're not in Matt. Are you, are you from that, cut from that cloth? Are you a fan of that book and, and of, of those teachings? Yeah, 100%. Um, I, it was it was introduced to me through a friend of mine like in 2009 and I think what was interesting about it, it because I've had a lot of debates like the, a lot of people think that it's very woo-woo right this notion of manifestation and visualization yeah. and laws of attraction all this but there's there's actually now a lot of science because of technology that that explains why these things are like have a cause and effect you know for example there's a book called the source by this woman named dr tara swart and she um was a neuroscientist or is a neuroscientist and and in her book she discusses laws of attraction and but the neuroscience behind what actually happens when your brain is visualizing uh positive uh things and 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 thoughts and how you're thinking and what that actually does so when you think about it it's a it's a happier way to live because to wake up every day cynical or to think that nothing good is ever going to happen, where where do you drive the motivation for life through through those feelings? So visualization, uh, vision boards, things that are, to me, these are all, every day I put a lot of effort into protecting my mindset. So I try to, you know, like positive in, positive out kind of a thing. If you're watching a bunch of garbage, it's going to make you feel a certain way. Sure. It's the same thing when you meet somebody, you can get a vibe of their energy. There's nothing tangible, but you can feel whether that person's reserved or they're pissed or they're nice or they're, you know, you gravitate to them. Intuition. That's a real thing. Intuition. And you right? said that before with no, under, like you're rolling with somebody and you can feel it like they're having a bad day or you know that person that you roll with and all the time, you, you know how it feels. You it's, know? it's data. I mean, you just were, were, I mean, look at us. We have forward facing eyes, you know? Yeah, exactly. Intuition is a real thing, but it's, but it's at a technical level. I know he's talking about, you know, neuroscience and a lot of chemical reactions that are happening up. My sister's like a brain scientist. So like she lets me hear it. And, uh, and, uh, but like you have so many, if you're paying attention, you have all these data points that you go by. And then you, you, you end up building this Rolodex yeah. and it's just like jujitsu. I feel like it's yeah. like you get like, you start building all these moves, all these moves, all these moves that you could immediately get a feel for somebody or a situ- even a situation you're reading the room, yeah. you know, go ahead, Matt. I, I, inter- I, I apologize for interrupting you, but go no, ahead. No, I agree. Yeah, no. what, what, in short, what I say is I agree with what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I just, I think it really, I think it really helps. Um, as I said, getting up and, uh, really being clear on your vision and where you want to go. Uh, I think people have a hard time, like by setting big goals. I think sometimes it comes off as as 
something we're not supposed to do. Like this weird relationship people have with money or success or goals as if like we, we should be modest. It's, it's bad to dream big. It's bad to want more. It's like bad, And, and it's, it's kind of like that, you know, shoot for the stars, hit the moon sort of a philosophy. So, um, in, in general, but going back to the laws of attraction, I feel like on a molecular level, we are energy. I mean, this is, this is what we ex are existing of. So, so like attracting, like, I mean, there are, there, there is science behind this stuff now. And if anything, that mindset of positivity of goals and manifestation is going to put you in a more susceptible mindset for opportunities, because as a sheltered, closed off, angry, bitter person, that energy is going to be put out in the world and people are going to vibe off of that. And do you think somebody that wants to discuss business or maybe an opportunity or something with a person like that? Mm -mm. Probably not. So, so really there's so many benefits to it. And when you read Napoleon Hill's think and grow rich and yep. you watch the secret and you listen to this, it's very easy for you to tell yourself it's bullshit and just say, oh, this is woo woo and it doesn't really exist. And that's fine. But I can tell you for sure that at my point in my life, I have so many tangible examples of how this worked, about how things manifested, about how, you know, intention played a huge role in, in you know, certain things playing out and happening. So I don't I no longer have to buy into it. It's just like becomes a, a kind of yeah. a way of life. And it and it helps me stay as the person representing myself that I, that I want to, when I'm interacting with people, I, I'm not giving you the best version of me if I'm in this bad spot and bad right. mindset and I'm in, you know, doom and gloom. So I roll out of bed in the morning, almost like every morning, including the weekends, you know, whether I'm going to work or it's like, Hey, days off, I roll out and I'm like, yeah, let's get the day started. Open the blinds, let the light in. And my Happy. wife's like, Oh my God, you're such a fucking morning person. And I'm like, yeah, like have a heart attack and realize, understand how blessed you are to even wake up in the fucking morning. And again, I felt like this before that anyway, but I wake up in the morning like, all right, opportunity to fucking make something happen, to uh, to make the podcast better, to make my life better, to make the house better, to make the family better, to, to do something. She's a, a roll out of the bed and go to the nine to five. And, and she likes that grind. And I'm always trying to like, no, get like you live. We live in fucking paradise. It is winter. Like we're we, we we're wearing long sleeve we're wearing long sleeve shirts and sweaters, and it's like it was seventy degrees when I left the house, and I wore a thick Nike sweater to get in the car. Yeah. Like, ooh, it's getting chilly, you know. Like, so like I do get out of bed, and 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 I even do it more so now to like try to like motivate her. Like, come on, no, it's a great day. Like, you live in paradise. Look out the window. There are palm trees in your fucking backyard. Like, like yeah. who else gets to say that? There are and people water. You got that are water. miserable and going, yeah, like fucking water. There's a lake in the background. Like, like, come on, we we've got we've gratitude got it. is yeah. yeah, gratitude is huge. That's like a lot. Of, you hear that from a lot of people, and I always kind of wondered about that when they said um, gratitude. You know, that changed my life. Being grateful, being grateful, and I was like, I just don't get it. So I started this habit where every day when I woke up before I got out of bed, the first thing I would do in the morning would I would I would think of like five things that I was grateful for, and I would really like feel those emotions for a minute. And it could be arbitrary. It could be you know just waking up. But the point was is that it was positioning me in a mindset 
of positivity and, uh, and, and of gratitude that helped me start my day better. It helped me be more yeah. motivated throughout the day. It helped me be a better person for others. Um, and it, and it keeps things in perspective. It's very easy to detach from that and to complain and whine and, and everybody's bitching online and everybody's got a problem yeah. and their feelings are hurt. But when you stay in a mindset of gratitude, it, it does change your life for sure. Completely. I, 100%. I have the girl that gave me the, this is why I watched the video. The girl that gave me that, that, uh, the DVD. DVD. She told me this story, and I was like, "All right, I'll I'll watch it." She said her sister always wanted a Mustang, and and her sister. This is before she was even involved with this, but she was giving me an example. She says, "My sister always wanted a Mustang. All she would do is say, when I grow up, I'm going to have a Mustang. When I grow up, I'm going to have a Mustang.'" And even the family would be like, "Yeah, she thinks she's going to have a Mustang one day." So one day, a neighbor is actually selling a Mustang and heard that she wanted a Mustang because she had always put it out there. This is like a simpler form. This is like the non-scientific. This is for somebody who's just like, oh, really? Oh, wait, we're all connected, just right? Serendipitous. She put it out there, and that neighbor sold her that her, their Mustang at a discount when she was 18. And she goes, now, it wasn't like something super, the, the you know, she put it out there. Somebody heard. And they said, hey, look, I got this Mustang. I'm hey, not using it. Jenny, Jenny you, you want a Mustang. Yeah, you want a So now, like, take that on a, uh, uh, if you take that and then, like, kind of blow that up a little bit and just think yeah. about it. if you put out good vibes, uh, you're going to surround yourself. I just don't surround myself. I've cut out negative people in my life. If somebody 100%. tells, yeah, if man. somebody's the guy, like, the old me, I remember when people were calling me around the time that I had the accident. Hey, how you doing? Oh, man, you know, life sucks. It's fucking hard. I can't get here. I can't get there. Those people stopped calling me. I fucking felt it. I saw it. I'm just like, wow, people just aren't even calling me anymore. But if I would have been like, you know what? I'm going to make the most out of this. I started this company. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. It would have been different. People stopped let, they, reaching out to me. They would have said, I, let me know how I can help you out. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah. And, and I felt that. But that was the story. She told me that story. And I was just like, all right, makes sense. I'll watch it. And again, it changed my life. So I've been just a believer. Yeah. And I don't. And, and it's been a, a, like a long time since I've talked about it like this. But I do. I re remember it all the time. And to the point where, like, uh, it's funny because, like, my wife won't roll out of bed in the morning and be like, oh, yeah, great day. But she'll definitely catch me. She'll be like, don't put that out. Like, I'll say something negative. She'll be like, don't put that out in the universe. Right. You know, don't, oh, no, 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 no. Don't say that. Don't put that out there. The and now like, so she says that, you the know. Juju, and and she, has read, she has read the book. But she's definitely, she doesn't, like, ascribe to it as kind of like, like the way I do. I also want to touch on one thing because some people just don't know stuff because they don't get to hear it. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, like, when you said about, like, you're essentially talking about the American Protestant work method, uh, ethic, I'm sorry, uh, People don't want to like they want to stay humble and don't want to dream big and don't want to achieve these giant things because they've been like conditioned to be like, OK, just nine to five blue collar. And there's, what society and there's nothing told us. and there's nothing wrong with that if that's what you really like. OK, but what, what I'm saying is like I'm the type of dude that if you let my foot in the door, I'm letting all my friends in. Mm. Right. So it's like I want to be successful. And, and, and success to me means something different than what it means to somebody else. I already, I'm, dude, I'm already like, I'm super ecstatic that I'm at where I'm at right now. I'm like just happy. But I want to get more so I could do more. Like that's why yeah. I want more. Like I want to be Abundance like. Abundance versus scarcity. It's a, you yeah. Know. But to give, like I want to, I want to like give, like, like, I, like for me, like uh, I don't really share this, but like I want a grocery store. I want to own a grocery store because I feel like I could do that shit right. 
Okay. It's the most random fucking thing I've ever heard in my life. I love it. <laughs> you know? I love it. Like, it's so like, great. Like, like, it's so specific. Like, like, you should. No, no, no. no, no like a grocery store. Like, so this is my idea, right? Like, my idea is to have a community grocery store in a community. And if you live within the boundaries of that community, you get to shop at that store at a certain price. And it's sustainable, whatever. I'll try to make it work as best I can. But if you want to be from outside of the community, you have to pay more to shop at that store. Okay. Right now, do you so have that, to wear a mask or be vaccinated to shop at this store? <laughs> no, nah, but I don't care about that kind of stuff. That sounds like basically Instacart in a way. Like if you go to Publix and shop, it's one price, and if you go on, if you shop on Instacart, it's more expensive. It, I don't know. <laughs> kinda, kinda no, like, but what I'm just saying, I'm just like trying to keep mm. it so it's sustainable within a community, and then encourage that community to care about that store because it's their store. Okay. And then if you have a whole bunch of like little ones, then now you could have smaller farms supporting that smaller store that's within that smaller section like everything's just it's big but it's all just micro like it's like okay this is this place's that's place. called the I, old west <laughs> yeah okay i want the old uh, west that's what uh, you know what that's the name of the store bro we're, old west we're, store. we're two hours in so i want to ask these last two questions i want to make sure and, and and you mentioned i know you put it in your your story um what were you going to give away for some of these guys yeah, we're doing uh, an epic roll rash guard to throw in with the okay. uh, CBD bottles, right? Okay. Yeah, we do, we either do CBD. We let them choose CBD because not everybody wants a CBD, or they might be really young and their parent, you know, they they just not going to take the CBD. So I let them choose a bottle of Fightback CBD uh, or a uh, a, a t shirt, uh, a podcast t shirt. Um, awesome. How many? I got four questions. I don't want to push you to give away four rash guards, but you tell me what you want to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Let's get fucking crazy. Okay. All right, cool. So, okay, so we've got two more. So let's get to these. This is a long one. I'm going to try to do my best. Sometimes I've I've skimmed these, and uh, sometimes the, the way that they write is is not uh, very readable. You know how people write with, like, text and, and online. Okay. So this is uh, Bill Anderson Jr., 83. Should a lower belt, white or blue, try to focus on one technique for an extended period of time during live rolls? Or just try a wide range of techni techniques in whatever position they find themselves in. For example, would it make sense to let your partner sweep and pass the side control easily just to get reps in with side control techniques? Or limit yourself to only one submission type to really improve that one technique? Did that make sense? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I think we can unpack Go. that. <laughs> um, anything you practice in jiu-jitsu in, in repetition, you're going to get more proficient. So... I think when you're a white belt, it's such a huge undertaking to look at all the different techniques and especially through the evolution, evolution of jiu-jitsu and no-gi and all the leg game and all the different guards. There's, there's a lot. I think an undervalued uh, maybe aspect of jiu-jitsu for people starting is guard retention and guard passing. So if somebody was going to focus on something on the side with it coincides with maybe what they're doing in class those are really good you know positional spots and things to to work through because they're they're such huge parts of the game right like guard retention and not and, and passing somebody's guard is huge there's all kinds of once you get past that proper body control proper positioning grips you know play play into that but those initial passing um i think people a lot of people struggle so I'm a big fan of training in modalities where you focus on a specific system for an extended period of time, say, you know, two to three months. So we we do this at our at our academy where um, we might be working like the system from the back for like two months, say. 
And on that, we're going through all the entries, all the defenses, all the leg attacks that lead from there, everything about it. So as we leave that system and then go into, say, another system like a front headlock or maybe a leg system, we're, we're much more proficient because we have a really good understanding of that. It's not like I started training jujitsu where we would come in and go, we're doing triangles today, then we're doing scissor sweeps tomorrow, then we're doing De La Hiva, then we're doing Sounds ankle like my locks. First it's school. like there's yeah. there's no yeah, there's no I mean it's a lot of schools. There's not there's no connecting point. So just on a on a basic fundamental level for learning uh, stuff. It doesn't make sense. It's, it becomes, you know, very daunting when you're like, well, when am I going to use this? And then how am I going to use it rather than working in a system where you're like, Hey, here's how we got here. Here's what people usually do when they're here. Here's the defenses from here. Here are your options. You know, the, the fundamental understanding of, of jujitsu positions and body control really are big connector points for people to understand it a little bit better and in advance. So if, if you want to get better at jujitsu, don't look at these these things as moves and very linearly look at what happens in the person's body that allows these positions to occur what you know because when you pass somebody's guard there's certain positions with their feet and how and how whether they're sitting or they're supine or they're on one side and there's very specific steps that need to occur to pass somebody's guard with that so when you understand those principles of jujitsu it, it helps um, it helps make sense of it, I would say. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, so yeah. the more you understand that, it's not like I'm just doing a cross-collar choke or I'm just doing, you know, what, what am I doing to get there? Why is it working? What's, what's going on posture-wise? Which, again, tons of information, right? Like to digest as, as... I think that's why you have to just go with it in the beginning and, and stop trying to learn everything in one day and just accept the process, right? Become a lifelong student of jujitsu. And then yeah. you, 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 you'll find yourself not so frustrated in those positions. I think. Yeah. And just showing up. I mean, that's a big part of it is, just, well, just go, you're going to learn something new. I, I don't know that I was ever so concerned my first gym was like, he had the uh, jujitsu university book and he, I would come to practice and he'd be looking through the book and like pick something that we were going to do that day. There was no real like methodology. There was no, there was nothing that was linear. It's like, okay, we're doing this today because we're going to do this tomorrow. It was just like, let's do this cool move. And it was such a small gym that it was just kind of like sometimes we'd be like, hey, coach, how do you do this? And that would be the move that we would do that day. So there was no method to the madness. Now I'm in a school where it's just like we one month is back. we're doing something. This is back takes. This is, you know, passing. We've been doing what actually hurt my leg was we we're doing a lot of passing, you know, both passing the guard and guard retention. So I, I actually hurt my leg with that. So like that was the, the, uh, the January. That was the entire month of January. So um, I, I like learning like that. Now we didn't always do it like that. It was sometimes like a week. He changed. He changed it up right around when I was there for about a year. Yeah, I think yeah. part of where, that where too was like, I'm like do this for a whole month. There was a recognition of like most guys, the the adults classes at least were four days a week. It's Monday through Thursday. Thursday he cut the class out because most people those people weren't showing up on a Friday night. And then it was just like, well, somebody's only training twice a week. And then I'm showing the move for the week. Okay, well, not everybody's getting to digest that. And then I think that's kind of what led him to extending it. Just like, I need one month to get somebody that might come once or twice a week or what, one, twice this yeah. week, once the next week. You know, doesn't come to open mats because, you know, they just yeah. don't. They don't want to train on the weekend, family, this and that. And it went to a month. And now, like, even I see my game changing even on the basic stuff. Just because I'm like, oh, we're still doing that. Cool, cool. Yeah. And you're learning. And then I, you know, go home and, you know, grab the dummy or watch a video and go, oh, and then get those little. He's also like, really good about screaming at you while you're rolling. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's let next question. And, and I love this one. This this one came in after you posted. 
uh, when when you said you're going to give away the rash guards. And and I just love the name, Kickin' Reekin. <laughs> Got a Reekin out there. There you go. Okay, question for Matt. Big fan of his designs, by the way. That's what he said. But a bigger fan of seeing his family involved in BJJ. Did he ever have trouble focusing on training while also trying to focus on being a dad when his kids were younger? Hey, yeah. Parentheses, infants. Yeah, I, I was training the second my son was born, my first son, uh, Tyler, was born. And that continued on through, you know, my second son and um, and has been a part of my life ever since I started. So it is a challenge. And I think that's you're going to have different seasons of life where you're able to train a lot. And then sometimes you can maybe only make it once a week or you get injured. And, you know, so so. Time management in business, uh, in life and everything is super important. I had a really hard time in the past working corporate jobs where I got very caught up in the money that I was making um, and and did not have a balance in my life. So it was, it was work, 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 and then miss out on opportunities with family, not being present in those moments when you are with family. And so I had to experience that to really look at it now and recognize that that I'm on a path of trying to buy back my time. When I get to take my kids to school in the morning and pick them up and be home when they get they get home and spend time with them and training with my sons and and doing those that that's a gift to me. So um, you know, for me, I, I I have to compartmentalize my life so that I can not miss out on that time with family. It goes very quickly. You know, time flies like with your kids grow up so quick and yeah, man sounds cliche, but it's so true. Um, so balance is, is hugely important. And I think you just have to be willing to accept the, you know, the ebbs and flows of, of the seasons of life and what they give you and how often you can train, you know, but yeah. hopefully you're in a supportive system. It would be very tough yeah. if my wife fought me tooth and nail about doing jujitsu or do, if you have somebody that's totally against it or doesn't support it, that obviously makes it very challenging. So I was yeah. fortunate to have a lot of support hey, systems. Uh, hey, I, Matt, just go ahead and give yourself a rash guard for answering the question. <laughs> so, uh, so one goes yeah. to you. <laughs> well, I, I, oh, I, I'm asking a lot of, I always ask a lot of questions uh, of guests on like their relationships and like, because it was difficult in the beginning. I trained when I was first with my wife, I started jujitsu after we were together uh, it was through a family friend who opened the gym. You guys were dating. And we were dating. It's not even. Yeah, we weren't even living. I don't yet. even think we were living together yet. Uh, you know, we were we were living together pretty like I think right at the beginning, and she did not understand how I was going to train two hours a day, five days a week, and an open mat on Saturday, six days a week, you know, hours, and then a lot of that. Sometimes I'd have to do maybe three or four hours because the coach wasn't showing up. And as a white and a blue belt, I was opening the gym, maybe with his wife, maybe on my own, doing the kids' classes. Maybe he showed up for the adults. Maybe he didn't show up at all. Small gym, you know, handful of people. But I was like the highest white belt, or you know, like that was I was the ranking, you know, student. So she couldn't understand it in the beginning. It was it was a battle. It was like I don't understand why you got to be, you know. And she hated jujitsu. And she, I, I still tell, I know she still doesn't love it, but she accepts it. And she really started to accept it a little bit more when she found something she loved, which was kick. She likes going to kickboxing. I, I, I jokingly call it dance fighting just to piss her off. But she goes to, you know, one of those kind of like it's it's called raw kickboxing. But that I love kickboxing. That's the big one. Right. That's a national Amen. chain. But she found something that she loved. And then that's when she understood it and she backed off. But I also stopped training when I went to the gym that I'm in now. It, it, there wasn't a beginners and an advance it, and there was no Muay Thai, which I was also doing. So it was just like one hour classes, you know, 
went to three or four days a week and, and it was more, okay, this makes sense. You know, you're going two hours a day every fucking day. Come on. You know? I just, I just want to say that the current UFC champion, Juliana Pena, started doing cardio kickboxing. Yeah. That's how her, how her MMA career good. started. And, and also, uh, oh God, I can't believe I'm forgetting her name. Uh, Angela, what? Forget her name. Angela She's Hill. Angie Angela Hill. Hill. Angie Hill started with like overkill a like Hill. like overkill. Yeah, she started doing uh, Muay Thai, like the the, the yeah. fun classes, like I know, yeah, called dance fighting. I yeah, say, you know, I and tell that now she's a killer. It's like I tell her I, Zumba with gloves. Yeah, just to make her mad. I, I, te I tease her. Yeah. Shout out to my buddy uh, Brian Butler from Sucker Punch, who actually manages Angela and a oh, few yeah. other fighters. Oh, yeah. cool. Okay, dude, I love Angie Hill. By the way, I, I, yeah, you know what? It's funny. So because funny. I love like I love the sport. And I love when, like, Dominic Cruz didn't like him as a fighter, love him as a commentator. Yeah, really? Angie Hill, like her as a, you know, like her as a fighter. I love her as a commentator. She's really, really good. She, yeah, when she when gets she's out on. there, she's talking. You know, that knowledge comes across. It's, like, great to have. The, I hate when, like, ESPN is putting their football guys on MMA and they don't know shit, you know? Oh, my uh, God. Yeah. It's fucking, who's that they, guy out? Well, who's the, and what's his name? <laughs> a, uh. Oh, everybody okay, rips this guy. What's his name? Do you know what I'm talking I, about? I can't yeah. think of his name. I'm not but an it's ESPN like, guy. It's because Steve, we don't. Stephen, Stephen uh, A. Stephen A. Stephen A. Smith. Oh, when he was dude, when they released that video of him like punching, punching a, like a yeah, it was like he was like yeah, he's training like to fight a, a three year old. Yeah, he's throwing like the punch down. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, some I, people I are great. That. Kenny Kenny Florian's a great. He's a, he's a yeah. great commentator. Back in the yeah. day when he was fighting, like when when I was getting to train with him, he was fighting Roger Huerta, I believe, and I remember. Uh, talking to him about the strategy, he had a plan to to exit out of the UFC even back then and and transition into commentating and doing these other things because he kind of knew he's a very smart guy, but he knew that this was a very rough road. Like MMA, yeah. is, I mean, he's like told me stories of his lights being turned off and like not having money yeah. and this and that. And so, and he's obviously very articulate and really you know uh, intelligent. So his commentating transition was great. It's nice yeah. to see that with some of those yeah. fighters. DC, yeah. it was an amazing transition. Yeah. DC, DC, but like smokes, his, his commentating was is rough. It, it's still rough. No, 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 you know, no. You need, you need to listen. In the beginning, he has just a show on ESPN Plus. Oh, yeah, where he just like breaks literally down breaks fights, down right? fights. Yeah, and the dude like does such an amazing job. There, he vibes well when he's like with Joe Rogan and John Anik, you know, and they're they're all doing it all together. It, that is definitely like I feel like when they do those main card events, you know, where where Joe Rogan does show up, they always yeah. put them three together. Because they have that chemistry, yeah, yeah. and it works really well. Yeah. Uh, but, but man, DC was a good transition. Michael Bisping is kind of kooky, you know. Like I like, I've learned to like his commentary. You know who I love, and I love to watch him on ESPN, and I love to watch his stuff that he puts on YouTube. Chael Sonnen. Chael, Chael Sonnen, Sonnen is yeah. fucking amazing. Has always guess, been the see, best. Like Dominic Cruz hated him as a fighter, always rooted against him. Yeah. Love him as a commentator, and I'll listen. But to he anything played he's the heel. So did Chael, Chael Sonnen. Sonnen. Same thing. Fucking, I always hate the big mouth. So he's the original shit talker. Bro. Yeah, he was. He fucking. <laughs> he, he he made he like that. He turned yeah. that into a science. And I love to watch his stuff. And it's he's a he's With, an amazing commentator. I was so when he when they fired him when they found out like he was on TRT or whatever. But it was about yeah, like he was trying H, to get his H, wife H wife pregnant and whatever. <laughs> that he was like on like legitimately on it for to to get his wife pregnant. Yeah. I believe that was the story at the time. And and like for him to leave, it was like, oh man, he was so great as a commentator. Mm -hmm. And then now, then he gets a job at ESPN, and then UFC comes back and makes a deal and with ESPN. They're like, yeah. he's just there, like, 
gotcha, bitches. I'm yeah. back. Whether you like uh, it or not, I'm grappling, here. You know? Grappling underground. Yeah. He's good Submission on that. Underground. Submission, oh, underground. Submission underground. Yeah. yeah and then yeah. Well, he's that's also his, that's his organization. Right? Yeah. And yeah. then he's also um, when he does it with uh, what's the what's the dude from Canada? Well, he did it with Ariel Hawani, uh, but Ariel, now Ariel's yeah. gone, right? Ariel. Yeah. I don't know what happened there, but that show was great. I would when I would get I I rang the bell on that one. Very Video cool. Alerts for sure. All right, let's do our, let's do our speed round. I'm gonna let you hit these speed round all questions right. since I did everything else and I didn't share the outline with you. It's all good. <laughs> gear, no gear. No, well, so Matt, so this is uh, I don't he again. This is this is our speed dumb. round. He's not dumb. This is our, Bro, this is our speed. Well, I like to say this is our speed round questions. You could elaborate if you'd like, but we got a list of like six or seven questions for you. Gear, no gear. Uh, I love the tradition of the gi, and I appreciate the evolution of no gi. Give yourself another rash guard. Now, take down or pull. Hold on, hold on. The fingers. <laughs> let's go back to the fingers. That that's yeah. all about the the the, yeah. the gi grip, man. You those fingers are. It, it, are it is. Sweet. It is. I I, lo- I love them both. I, I've competed uh, both, and I I'm going to be competing this year both no gi and no gi. So I I really do. I again, it's I re- that's the, the the most true answer I could give is that I really appreciate the tradition of the gi within jujitsu. Yeah. But I also embrace the evolution of of no gi and what that brings. To the I love. Remember, when you were here for Cody Steele, right? Yeah. Cody Steele, he was just like, you know, when he was talking about the fingers, and now he's doing MMA. He's just like, when they pull on that gi, I just let it go. He's like, you want it more than me? Take it back. Go ahead. He's like, I don't want. He just doesn't yeah. want those fingers. Go ahead. I'm like, the same way. Yeah. Uh, take down or pull guard? Oh, take down. All right. Uh, favorite competitor to watch. Are you like a fan? Are you a fan? Do you watch like the flow grappling stuff? And- oh, of course, yeah, of yeah. course, of course. Yeah, um, I mean, I'm a huge Mason Fowler fan. I'm a huge Gordon Ryan fan. That, as cliche as that sounds, is like I don't know how you could not be a fan of a guy with that. You know, he's exactly again. I don't again. I like watching him. I don't love. I don't love all the BS. So Chick-fil-A. I just try not to like. I mean, I'm I'm not celebrating Christmas with him, but I but yeah. I certainly respect what he's <laughs> yeah, doing on absolutely. the mats. I, I describe you know what I'm saying like agree 100. Um, Chick Fil A is the best I mean, description I've heard. I support the product, not the message. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all yeah. right. Um, um, go ahead, Marcelo Garcia. Marcelo Garcia. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a, like that's you a know, given. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, I'm I'm a fan of Marcelo. Uh, love the North South man. He's the only BJJ fanatics video that I've ever bought. Really? For the, for the North He's South, awesome. that was I. Besides the lockdown, uh, the North South was my was my go to submission. And I'm like I've I felt number one. I wanted to know more, and I was like I've learned so much from his free stuff. I, I'm I'm buying it. I'm just gonna buy yeah. it. You know? That's great. If any Marcel Garcia video on my YouTube feed in my account has a red bar across it. Yeah, I've watched them all. (laughs) He has, uh, and I think uh, Josh Waitskin is under him. Um, He's he was that uh, chess prodigy um, that wrote the book called I think it was called the uh, Art of War. Um, No, is that Sun Tzu? Yeah, Um, it's a very similar uh, uh, title to the book, but he's I think he was one of his first American black belts. Somebody's like a, they, they did the movie, the searching for Bobby Fisher, you know? Yeah. After yeah. Him and, yeah. Um, yeah. He's amazing. I mean, Marcel is just, he's the man too. Yeah. He yeah. He just seems like a nice guy. Uh, uh, what is your ultimate goal in the world of jujitsu? I think to grow Epic role, to be, uh, a major brand with some of the top other brands that are out there. Um, and and to be you know one of the, one of the more recognizable jujitsu brands in the world. All right, that's good, man. Uh, what's the craziest thing that's ever happened on the mats or in competition? And it had it doesn't have to be something that happened to you. It could just be like just some craziest thing you saw, seen. or something that happened to you. Whatever you want. 
man, on the mats. Or at a competition, which would be on a mat. Or something that somebody did while they were on top of you because your name is Matt. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I've, I've been pretty fortunate. I, we had a, (laughs) we had a seminar situation, um, with Tom DeBlas a few, like a, a few years ago and a gentleman had a, a pretty sizable breakdown during the, uh, seminar in front of everybody that it's, I'll give you a, you know, like you freak out on the, the details on that because there's a, uh, yeah, but, but like it was emo- emotional it. breakdown. Like we oh. ended up with like oh. cops and oh, fire no. trucks and ambulances. Yeah. Oh, wow. And oh, sure. all yeah, kinds yeah, yeah. Of, yeah. Like, like it was, yeah, nuts. Um, so that was probably the craziest situation. I'm, that, I'm still waiting. I'm still waiting for a poop story. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't gotten one yet. I don't have one. God, Next. <laughs> okay. If you could go back in time and talk to yourself before you were fir- before you first got on the mats, what would you tell yourself? I, I would have told myself just to train smarter. Just to, I, I think I didn't do my body any good by the way that I started training where I would go home and I couldn't turn my neck and I, you know, constantly getting choked out and hurting, hurting myself left and right and train. So I think I probably would have put a stronger emphasis on uh, the way in which I trained and uh, you know, for, for longevity. I mean, I'm still upright, you know, like I'm 41 and I'm not in terrible shape and I'm still on the mats four days a week. So it's not like I made some catastrophic mistakes, but I think I probably could have uh, yeah, a little been a little bit do more. You, nurturing. Do you try to put time in like, you know, I, for me, it's if I train two days back to back, that third day, it's going to be really fucking rough. My, this isn't a joke. Sometimes I'll be like, babe, you got to push me. And my wife will like take her foot and push me, help me like get up out of bed because I'm rolling over. So, so I, I, I really try to put a day in between. And I said before, like, I'll work out. Do, do you do them consecutive four days in a row and then rest for three? Or are you putting time between those training sessions? Usually I'm training Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday. Um, and I'm try to get to the gym at least two days a week, two to three days a week. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, the thing is, is there's two things about life for me that, that were staples. One is that self-defense as a life skill was a non-negotiable. So I was always something that I had to refine and kind of keep in my life and for my family. Um, and I am useless if I, if I don't take care of my body, like all the, all the goals that I have, all the business I'm trying to, you know, develop and, and grow and all my goals will not happen if, if I'm sick, if I'm unhealthy, if I, if I don't take care of myself. So right. I, I really try to have a balance with that. Um, and you know, f- so that I can keep doing what I'm doing. All yeah. right. Um, besides what you just said, do you have any regrets as it relates to the martial arts journey? I wish I would have known about jujitsu earlier. Like I'm, I mean, I'm glad for my journey. It was, you know, everybody's is, specific to them. Um, but what have, I look at kids that I, I've taught jujitsu when they're young and they're, they do it like my son, when, you know, I was worried about him with middle school because middle school kids are assholes, right? Like that's just where right. you're like, Oh, these, these kids suck and they're mean. And I remember going through it and I, you know, not having a lot of confidence in that. And he just skated through not because he's arrogant at all, but he just, there's a level of confidence that you tend to mm-hmm. exude when you, when you're, train jujitsu and when you just have a, a good basis of, of self-defense and your own you know what i mean it's, yeah. it's I call like, it especially the, the quiet confidence that goes along with knowing how to protect yourself right. walking into any room and not worrying about any person in there big or small 
it's quiet confidence. And as if you're not an asshole, it's just yeah, it's just there. And you're not looking yeah. for a fight. You, you're not there to yeah. look for a fight. But that same kid that doesn't train walks into that same room like, oh shit, there are a bunch of big guys in here. Yeah, the these guys can kill me. As opposed to the guy that's trained that walks in that room and doesn't even think about them. It's not even a thought. It's, you just walked into a room. I got that's three it. words. Absolutely. And when you when you go through and you train jujitsu and you realize like how long it takes to really you know get good, it's like it's a it's a whole thing. So yeah, you're in a yeah, perpetual think, state um, of I suck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, but once you once you get it like a salt, like once you're like a blue belt, you know, you you have a grasp of jujitsu that that is way beyond the average person so in general you're probably going to be better suited for you know defending yourself and in, in, in de-escalating situations uh, sure. i'm going to tell i want to tell you what i tell every person who answered that question that way matt because uh, i wish i had i wish i would have found it when i was younger but you know what i was meant to find it when i found it just like you said before you were meant to leave that gym that it was supposed to happen like that and now you're in a better place if i would have started younger i quit every sport that i ever tried i wrestled i quit did baseball, I quit. Soccer was the th was my thing. Even to this day, my dad's like, man, I wish you would have stuck with soccer. You were great. I quit to, to play football, which I quit. I wasn't disciplined. For me personally, I wasn't disciplined then to do this. I would have quit. I would have quit the first time I got hurt. Or if I blew out my knee, I would have never gone back. Like, I didn't go back to karate after spraining my thumb. Like, I yeah. just always found an excuse. I wasn't disciplined. And I, I was a quitter. I, I had to be a grown-up. I had to. It had to have happened when it happened for me to be in this position right now. So, yeah, you know. no, I get that. I mean, yeah. I, I, I could have very well been in the same situation where I wouldn't have seen the value in it, or I, I wouldn't have been so attached to it at that yeah. point in my life, you know? Um, I think it, it, it I, found I guess you I when just, it was supposed to find you. you know? it, it did. And now it's now it, I'm very grateful that I get to share that with people that are younger because it, it really can have a, you know, a, yeah. a really great positive impact on, on people's lives for sure. I got three words for you. Foot sweeps, boy. <laughs> okay love them next question all right this is a pretty important question oh i get the last one no i get the last one you can you, have it you read all the other ones i'll get it's the, about I'll it's get very the last important one. oh I we're there okay yeah all right this is the big one matt there it is do you or do you not wash your belt fuck man good one. good question <laughs> <laughs> good question i never wash my belt oh no dirty belt Bad, washer. Say, it isn't, say it isn't so Oh, it's okay. Why, it's okay. Why don't you wash your okay. belt? Is there a reason? I, because it was like I when I started, I started with like you know these hardcore like just Brazilian mindset and people, and it was just you didn't wash your belt. And uh, like looking back, I'm like, yeah, I probably could have washed it. I don't know why. I mean, it, I, if anything, it makes it more worn out, right? Like you would make it look like you're more of a seasoned veteran when it's that's you the know, old school thinking. Like guys uh, that did all. that did it just to make it look like they trained one. I just buy another. Then, then you get belt. Yeah. <laughs> well, you get stripes on right, and then when you get stripes, if you if you're in a place that has stripes, you wash that. It fucks up the stripes. I just, uh, you know, you have to re-put those on. So, yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, no. that was probably it's probably like the politically incorrect thing to say at this point no, when we're all, everybody's a, weird out about yeah. germs well, and all that kind no, of stuff. No, no, but no. We, we won't give you too much shit because we no. like you. you. This has been fun, man. I did, however, have a super sweaty roll the other day, and I did wash this. Ah, so, so you wash your belt. I That's did, a belt I did. Bing, Literally bing, bing, bing. this week. It was the first time, and I I did wash it because yeah. because it was like so gross. I was like, ah, maybe I'm gonna start. Maybe maybe this is the moment. Don't don't. Where I, I think I this think was the is. universe bringing it all together. Wow, full did we we convert somebody? Where, I don't wow. know. I think, our first I think, our first conversion. I, this is the this most influential. This is, is the most influential podcast 
in the jujitsu we'll, we'll, world. We'll get uh, we'll get a we'll get a baby pool up in this condo because we're like pretty high up. And then when you come down to Florida, we'll like baptize you or something. Like, That's oh, it. When people ask me like, why do you wash your belt? I'll tell you. Well, it was this one podcast evening, and it yeah, just man. Changed, changed my life changed forever. My life, guys. <laughs> Listen hey Matt, it. thank you so much. We, we've we've gone uh, two hours and forty minutes. Wow! Oh no! Wow! This is longest thank you, one. I've yeah, been. the set. Oh yeah, this is longer than the last one. I, that yeah. was two and a half. But Matt, thank you so much. You do you want to shout? I know we talked about some of your sponsors already. You want to shout anybody out before we let you go? Sure. Shout out to uh, Y and M, um, CBD, BJJ Box, um, and my homies at uh, Kill Cliff, uh, right. Jujitsu. Uh, Got jujitsu, time to blast. Who else? Every you know, McDojo. I don't know. I know you do a lot of stuff with McDojo. McDojo life, to, to man. Rob. My boy Rob, we love, we've got, we love uh, he's got his uh, documentary hopefully coming out yeah. soon. Um, uh, so I'm very excited for that. Tell everybody where and, they can find you. Give them your handles real quick. Yeah, so Instagram, Epic Roll BJJ. Same with Twitter and Facebook, Epic Roll BJJ. There you go. Um, you can go to the onebottlecompany.com if you want to check out our bottle that we were talking about earlier. Very cool. And uh, for any Website? real estate needs. Yeah, mjhomesalesva.com for uh, any real estate if uh, anybody needs to buy, sell, or invest. And the Epic Roll, Epic Roll BJJ.com, right? Epic Roll BJJ.com, yes, Perfect. sir. Um, right but I'm mostly on Instagram, so people can message me there. All right, don't hang up, but we're going to let you go. We appreciate you. Thank you so much. We'll Thank tag you, you when, this, uh, when this episode comes out, man. Thank you guys so much. Take care, awesome man. Time. No worries. Very cool, right? That Matt's an awesome dude, man. I know. That could have gone longer, I think. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. We're like, <laughs> let's keep it under three hours. Watch who, it. Who do we think we are? Joe yeah. Rogan? No, just. <laughs> With the, let's do a five hour watch podcast. It. Watch Rojogan. 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 Yeah, Rojogan. Joe Hogan. <laughs> well, all this controversy he's gone through the last uh, couple of weeks, it's kind of weird. COVID Joe. Hey, man. Yeah. He's COVID hey, Joe. <laughs> that's that's a, that's water off of a duck's back, I think, the way he's taking it. Like that little yeah. uh, Hello Friends thing that he put out on Spotify. Super, what, yeah, what super. Put, just a little out? nine minute video. Oh, oh the video. Okay, of him yeah. being he's just. Gonna, like, he's going to have a new product, Ivor Rogan. <laughs> I, I think that. Just super honest, you man. Know, he, legitimate, he legitimately comes out and says, I'm an idiot. I don't know anything. Don't listen to me. But I want to talk to these people. Like I'm talking to my, I would talk to these people the way sure. I'm, I would talk to, at a bar and have have some wings and some pizza yeah. and, and some beer. You can't this, rationalize. He's talking to those, those you people. can't rationalize with 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 crazy people. The fact is that this cancel culture is craziness, and even those people who pushed the cancel culture initially yeah. a year, two years ago, yeah. three years ago, are now like feeling. That culture yeah, yeah, coming yeah, yeah. after them, yeah, yeah. and it's it because it's so ridiculous, dude. Yeah. It's so it's a Look, talk show, dude. He's got a guest, the president or the CEO of CNN had to what? resign. We had we had the conversation just before we started the podcast. We, did, we yeah. were talking about this, where just the fact that somebody shows up on someone's show and the, that show happens to be the most popular podcast they try to in the cancel world. That person. No, 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 no. Just because you show up on the most popular fucking podcast in the world does not mean it's an endorsement that what you're going to say is true or right yeah. or good. You're just a fucking guest, and Rogan's a host, and you're having a conversation. It doesn't mean they agree. And he literally always says, look, I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Don't listen to me. I mean, that's uh, just his humility because he's, he's a that's fucking his smart version. guy. He's in, a smart guy. In, you know that. In a way, him having a guest on like that is like him... He has the ultimate Google at his fingertips. Yeah. Right. He goes, 
I'm not just going to Google this and read what they think. I'm going to have them on and I'm going to have them explain it to me. Sure. And I think when people realize that they'll, they can let go a little bit and go, but that's any, literally somebody's telling you, don't listen, don't listen to me. I'm a fucking idiot. I'm talking to my friends. I'm high. I'm drinking. Yeah, he is. Drinking. And you're gonna. Do you the, know the how thing many is, shows? It, it, is there a certain amount of responsibility? I'll ask this. Well, is there a certain amount of responsibility he has because there are 10 million people no. a month that watches no. his podcast? No, or is Zero. it a month or is it zero? Zero. Yeah, zero. It's not his responsibility to be a mentor or push a bias. Yeah. Or his whole concept is to be open and provide yeah. a safe space yeah. to talk about anything. Yeah. And yeah. it doesn't matter if he conflicts with his guest's opinions or yeah. whatever. Which the he whole, has. Yeah, of course. And he's a very smart guy. Yeah. You know, of course, like anybody, nobody knows everything. So he's being very humble about that. I whole don't concept. know the guy. But, yeah. but the fact that matters, he's a smart guy. And he understands. There's certain things that he's actually moved from the position he was in two years ago. Shit, he was a, wasn't he kind of like a flat earther? Well, he, well, and a, and no, a no, he wasn't. No, not a flat earther. No, no, but he kind of like was like, well, no, maybe there's was, something to this. He and, was entertaining the, the idea. I remember that because this whole flat earth Eddie. thing bothers the, moon the shit landing out of me. too, right? It, it, this whole flat earth thing bothers the shit out of me. So I, I've watched a lot of that with Joe. And it's not that he supports <laughs> it. It's that he's saying, the fact of the matter is, until you or I can actually go into fucking space ourselves and you can you, we can't actually say that we know one way or the other you can look at things and often things appear to be one way but they're not what they seem right i've actually That's thought about I'm like now that they're you know there's like you know the general public can go to space now there's space travel right yeah i would love for eddie bravo I think, to like I think get on a fucking rocket. I think uh, like you can make that talk, happen. They've talked about they it. They can make yeah. that happen. Make it happen. Make just, it. What's the guy's name I from just, Tesla? Uh, Elon. Elon. Elon Come on, Elon. Make that happen, right? Yeah. He you needs know? to get on one of those Virgin flights because that's what yeah. you get on. Yeah, you go up into the stratosphere. And then we right. find out Elon is secretly practicing jujitsu. Awesome. <laughs> he's a big dude, bro. That he, he's a big that man. his you know the, the yeah, from, from our side. I mean, we know that's why I tell you you should do it too. Like people with those analytical minds, yeah, like jujitsu. Like when they look at it, like a almost like a mathematical equation. God, no, he needs to not do it because if he gets consumed by it, then he's gonna stop with the tunnels <laughs> and the cars. Uh, don't do it, Elon. Mars, Elon, on Mars. Elon, Elon, don't do if, it. If I I did um, jujitsu, um, um, <laughs> well, I. <laughs> well, so, so jujitsu is just like not something Tesla would do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get to our housekeeping. If we, this is going to go three hours, I appreciate everybody sticking around. We love you guys. Thank you. Uh, shout out to our Patreon podcast patrons, including gym sponsors Carlson Gracie Winter Haven in Winter Haven, Florida, cgwinterhaven.com at Carlson Gracie underscore Winter Haven on IG. Carlson Gracie Broward County in North Lauderdale. That's Big J. Big What's J. up? Carlson Gracie Broward County.com at Carlson Gracie Broward County on IG. John Way Martial Arts in Plantation, Florida. John Way Martial Arts.com at John Way Martial Arts on Instagram. Uh, our individual patrons include Jebediah Barra, Robert Walker, Frank House, Boa Athletics. You can Boa. check them out at BOA underscore athletics on Instagram. Jason Smiley, CJ Carroll, Mission 22, Chuck Reddor, and Roberto Santiago. If you'd like to support the show and get a shout-out just like that, you can visit patreon.com forward slash jujitsu dummies. Join in. You'll be automatically entered to win up to $100 in jujitsu swag every single month. We're doing either like Fightback CBD, 
teas from now. Uh, Flow and Roll is doing our teas, so mm-hmm. uh, a, a podcast tea from Flow and Roll. Um, sometimes we get geese and different things Quality. like that. So we're, we're going to give you up to $100 worth of jujitsu swag or the chance to win every single month. Our uh, people, listeners who submitted questions are also put into that pot. So for that month, if we did that episode, double that dipping, month, maybe we're, we're could, able to you we mix twice. them up and they're either going to be a Patreon or a, a listener. Yeah, they can double dip. That's awesome. Yeah. Who doesn't like a good double dip? All right. So again, patreon.com forward slash jujitsu dummies. Special thanks to Fight Back CBD. Go to fightbackcbd.com and check out their growing line of CBD products. Find the best solution for your CBD needs and use code JJD to get 20% off your next purchase. Visit them on Instagram too at fightbackcbd. Special thanks to George Hernandez, Claims Adjuster. Have you experienced damage to your residential or commercial property in the state of Florida from flood or fire, storms, theft and vandalism, even sinkholes, just to name a few? Don't get stressed out dealing with your insurance provider. Call George Hernandez today and let the professionals get you the most compensation possible. Visit HernandezClaims.com or call 305-712-6751 to get help now. And stay in touch with them on Instagram at HernandezClaims. Hey, uh, get it. Hey, man. I know the ones that are watching and listening are watching and listening, but uh, spread the word, man. Add Jujitsu Dummies, you know, on Instagram. You know, you can find all the ways to watch, listen, support, donate to the scholarship program where we award a one year scholarship to veterans, first responders, amazing kids. Honestly, just anybody that's doing something extraordinary. I really want to. We really need some help in doing this. We can't yeah. do it without uh, without the donations. So you can check out the the GoFundMe if you hit, click that we link. Get, I, if yeah. we get more, we could do more. Yeah. Okay. So Absolutely. just spreading the word is just as important as do. If you can't do anything and share, do, it. we understand. Share. I mean, I do the same thing. Support any way you can, and it helps. You know, it puts eyeballs on screens, which those eyeballs are there anyways. Same thing with the same, John Carlos. I was, I was going to roll right into that. <laughs> John Carlos needs help. Put yeah. yourself in, in those shoes, you know? And, and just by the way, right now, we're reading two GoFundMes. We're talking about two GoFundMes back to back. Donate to John Carlos. Donate Put, to that yeah, one. Yeah, if, okay, if, the, yeah. if you wanted to do one thing, donate to John Carlos first. Yeah. Please help him out. Uh, he's at, I think he's at almost like 25 grand. They, That's they, good. It's for 30 um, we know the guy. It's going to get used to, to help his family and he, to get him through this. Cancer sucks. And, you know, he he, cancer he sucks. runs his own cancer business. Sucks. He runs his own business. He is the main breadwinner, and he cannot work right now. I, I will tell you that if you donate and you help him out, believe me, he will. He's a really good guy. We talked yeah, about the secret. He will pay that back to the universe in positivity when he beats this. You'll so. feel good too, because I mean. I mean, that's a person, man. I mean, that's a, that's a, that could be, that could, not even to put it like that could be you, but that could be somebody that you know and you love and you care about, you know, and it's help. Help. If you can, do it, please. Hey, I, I, I just remembered, and, and, you know, I didn't know, we didn't shout out uh, Patrick uh, from this travel guy. Oh, my gosh. Because uh, you, he- you weren't here and you had I was sick, one. man. But, uh, but look, I'll show, if, uh, for those of you who don't know, we had, uh, uh, on Instagram, at this tribal guy, right here, he baby. creates these awesome paddles. You give him your story, mm-hmm. you tell him a little bit about yourself, and he will create you something. I asked for something that related to the podcast, so I got this. He and, went, uh, he went all Mike, red. Mike, yeah. Mike, he went Mike, Mike. red, white, and blue. <laughs> Mike, 
Mike. <laughs> Spanish. Hello, Dad, I'm Spanish back. Mike. My name's Miguel. What's up, Mike? Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, man. He, he, he did an hooked, awesome job on he that. He hooked one, man. me up, man. This thing's bang up. And also, um, I gave away uh, the the necklaces at, yeah. at, uh, at my Which gym. Which are like some of these symbols. Yeah, there. exactly. And they're, I mean, really good quality, man. Not going to lie. I'm, I have the, the necklace of the shark. Yeah. I'm waiting for my freaking Bronco. Sorry, neighbors downstairs. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm waiting for my Bronco. I, that, it's not going anywhere but on my rearview mirror yeah. if the Bronco ever comes, which they just they haven't even my, started on it yet. My daughter wears the nuts. turtle all the time. Oh, my yeah? son wears, like, the, like, I'm sure there's some symbolism to it. I really don't know what it is, but we call it the... We call it the the uh, the Moana hook from oh yeah 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 that's where it's coming yeah. from yeah and um my my wife has worn the the Daisy one and then I gave the rest of them away uh, to um some some gym goers who have children that's cool and I gave them away to the, I gave them awesome. to the kids yeah and uh, man I really appreciate it really good work. Uh, support is awesome man. again if you can't support financially and you're already on instagram share just share it man hit that little thing that looks like a paper plane bro Pew, mandalo all right guys <laughs> i'm at uncle milty bjj <laughs> uncle milty bjj on instagram jjd underscore djj 69 had to make it confusing didn't you <laughs> on purpose wait till i get good at bjj bo hit him up <laughs> tell him tell him where to find you at bad words b-a-d-w-e-r-k-s love it thank you for watching and listening everyone we appreciate you peace peace love jujitsu baby love Look, jiu-jitsu. peace love jujitsu embrace Look. the suck <laughs> <laughs>